Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder! Who's scruffy-looking? I wanna buckle up, baby. and creatures of the galaxy welcome to episode 160 of the scruffy looking podcasters where if you're hearing it here first you're hearing it last so now with all our internet connections or you know problems are out of the way technical difficulties last week sorry about that we now may resume normal operations so per the usual please sit back in your lounger with a warm or cold beverage and let's have a chat about Star Wars. So here today on this beautiful May the 1st, are your usual suspects, myself, Mr. Jimmy Dyson here with me in the great state of Maine, Mr. Ed Bossart. What's up, bro? Hey, Chapa Chawa. <laughs> Happy, hey, to, one -one -one -one. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Good, man. It's good to hear your voice. It's been too long. Like two days. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe earlier today. Anyways, across the pond, our forest man. Are you celebrating Mr. Kevin Philip Garbett? I am. Um, hello, by the way. Hello, everybody. Hello there. Uh, I haven't celebrated with that club for a long time, dude. Let's be honest. Ah, but you had a tie. Yeah. But we were safe a while ago in the league, so it was okay. The only yeah. good thing is, is we may have completely messed up our local rivals. But anyway. <laughs> Oops. Go on, Nick. Come on, Sheffield Wednesday next week. Nice. English people will understand that. <laughs> there <Sheffy>. you go. <laughs> but yeah, great to be back, boys. Let's. Uh, this is an exciting episode, isn't it? We got a lot of kind of lot, lot of things we sizzled sizzled about two weeks sizzled sizzled about last week two weeks ago. Anyways, but last but not least, Mr. Christopher Hall, how are you, sir? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm very excited to talk about books. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Cute. Ah, yes, <laughs> there it is. I was like, "Oh, that's a perfect time to." Oh. <laughs> Come on, man! You love books. Weeks, we love it? books. Okay. I don't know. I I'm, I'm going to call it right now. You are going to have some very serious, deep conversations about some of your favorite books. I can imagine. Oh yeah. So. Mm. Friends, we have as sizzled, we have something very special today that we sizzled about last episode two weeks ago. Today we're sharing our top five favorite Star Wars books, but there's a lot to discuss and bant about today before we get to that. So let's get right into it. Our weeks in Star Wars. Kev, how me give us an update. What's going on in your life? Oh well. Well Stop the clock. <laughs> I'll tell you, because mine's going to be, well, it could be short, but then something happened this week that might stretch it out a little bit longer. 
But anyway, so let's talk from a, a couple of weeks ago because it's um, been a bit quiet and then not much happening. And then um, I had a parcel delivered, Ed. Right? With nothing it, in it for it, you? But it, it, <laughs> But this time, Ed, it was addressed to Mr. Christopher Hall. Oh, at, uh, interesting. Some, something that... Uh, Good grief, mate, Chris. How long ago was it when we ordered all this? About oh, ages, wasn't it, mate? Forever ago, mate. Yeah, middle of last year, something. Yeah, I'm sure and um, so, yeah, I, uh, I got up for a brew to, to see Chris, didn't we, on, uh, on Friday afternoon, social distancing outside, and pick up this little parcel that we've got. And, you know, when you do... Have you ever done this? When you kind of open up something that you've ordered and then you take it out the box and you look at it and you think why on earth have i ordered that (laughs) yeah because basically i'm sure i got egged on at the time and i was just like going yeah order me that mate order me that mate and i ordered a couple of black series stuff oh and one of them for reasons i am genuinely still trying to work out in my own head and i'm sure chris was I ordered a Ray Dark Side Vision from the Rise of Skywalker Black Series. Oh, yeah, but I almost got that actually. I ain't I got like a clue that. what. Mm. Oh well, Ed, goodbye, Ed. Check out my eBay post, mate. <laughs> on, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because of the <laughs> fucking like Swiss Army knife lightsaber. It's perfect, Kev. It's quite cool, yeah, Kev. But... Kev. Yes, I got friend. this. I got this Lego Ten Tivi Four for it. Yeah. Jimmy, should we ship at the same time? It'd be two ships yeah. passing each other in the night. Oh yeah, in that cold grey night. Um, so yeah, but the other one, the other figure, is absolutely ridiculous. So it's the um, Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, Boba Fett Black Series. Like, Ooh. And it's like a, it's like the Jar Jar packaging and and the Mando and the Child one, where it's slightly bigger. And looks a bit like Deluxe, and it's got all kind of flames in and... So how many of those do you have now? Is it a new print? New mold? Yes. This one actually is, mate. Oh, it is? This one actually is not Hasbro murking us off or anything. They're actually... uh, Yeah, they've actually done a new mold of it. What's what's your favorite thing about it that's different? Uh, Well, I've not taken him out of the box, Ed, so I can't comment on it. (laughs) I can't see shit because it's still in the box. And I try to put a flashlight in, and all the all the plastic reflects it around, so I can't really actually see in there. Now then, lads, just just let me get to this other part in a minute. Well, before we talk about this, but yeah, he's he's still in his box. There's no way in hell, right, in that this is coming out of its box because why? Hey, it's not. Look at the packaging. Look at that side bit. Look at that. And um, mate, that it's got that staying. diagonal side. I mean, yes, you, there are a lot more like. graphic. There are a lot more graphics on it. It's you know mate. what it's meant to be. It's meant to be stacked in sideways. So At now an you angle. need to get yeah. the other. So, col- yeah, you gotta get the other collectibles now, so you can complete the set because they all probably make a little nice collage with Pierce Brosnan in there somewhere. Oh, mate! No, no, no! You know what they're I- meant to be opened, Jimmy. And you no, know it. Not. I know it. Hurt. And everybody no. except Kev well, knows it. <laughs> Hey, Ed, on that note, mate, prepare to have your flabbergasted, mate. 
because this is this is getting proper stuff now. Oh, hurry. Because if you remember, um, I think two or three shows ago, and I got the uh, retro collection uh, from The Mandalorian. So it's like seven figures. All came nice and in the packaging, et cetera, et cetera. And then I get, I get some message in the week, a text message from another Englishman who, who, who's on this show with may me. May or may not be on this podcast. He may or may not be. And he's like, Kev, have you seen this? And it's a, is it off an Instagram post, Chris, from somebody? Yeah, and it's tracks posted. Fanthatracks. And they've got the retro collection in a um, big supermarket chain over here, Asda, which is like your Walmart. And they've got these retro figures at £7.50 a pop each. Absolute stone-cold bargain. I'm not joking. What, so do they reta- like, what do they retail in general? 20 Well, I brought the set for 60, 65 quid plus shipping. So it would have been... Yeah, it's between, between 12 and 15 you, oh, okay. you yeah, can pick them up. For. Generally. So they're like, they're on sale. And for some, like, inexplicably bizarre reason, I was, I was like, really excited. And I'm sitting on my sofa, and I'm saying to Chris, I've got to go out and get him so I can open him. So I can open this, like, set. <laughs> so <laughs> I swear to God, right? This is how pathetic this all is. I got in my car and I went to my local Asda to pick up some figures in a box that I've already got at home that I could have opened at any point because I want these figures to open up so I can keep them in the box. Yeah. <laughs> that's classic. So, what, uh, what, that's classic. Like Kev. Yeah. Anyway, classic so Kev. you get two, one to open, one to. Well, Jesus Christ. Things have changed now. Uh-oh. Things have changed. Uh-oh. Right? Because. I was lucky, and I'm going to finish my week on this because I was lucky that I went, the Asda that I went to had every single figure and on the shelf. And only that, yeah, only that set. <gasps> there was nothing else. So I picked up the entire set, £7.50 a pop, bought, bought, paid for. Oh, God. Why? So, yeah, my week in Star Wars. That's it, fellas. So, did you open the Caradoon? Who open... needs money? I've opened every single one of them. And the Caradoon, you're not going to sell it? Nope. That's I not very. Opened... That's not very garbage like. Well, this is getting even worse now because my week's done. So I'm going to hand it over to Christopher, and he can tell us about his week. <laughs> hmm. <sighs> sure. So. So I've sat sat quiet through that last couple of minutes <laughs> because you're right. Kevin did get a a message from me, letting him know about these figures. Very nice friend. So if, yeah, yeah. Friend. yeah. So if you remember, I got I got to my figures. I got the retro collection, Mando and Quill, because I, I I I've not got loads of money to throw around, and I couldn't afford the full set like Kev bought initially. So. <laughs> And mine turned up late, remember? Do you remember that, everyone? Mine, mine came later than Kev's. I Cass. do remember this, yes. <laughs> and I um, Heard. I opened the packaging, and I, I've put them in my, in my cabinets with my vintage Kenners, and they look, fan, they look fantastic. So when I saw this post from Fantatrax, I got really excited. I was like, oh, brilliant. I could 
I can I can afford to get these these ones, and I can un- chuck them in my cabinet. So I sent Kev, as you do, as a friend, this this message. A very nice friend, yes. And he's like, "Mate, should I? Uh, is it sad that I'm I'm thinking about getting in my car and uh, getting driving to Asda and getting these figures?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, mate, go and do it." Doesn't have, no, fuck. doesn't have no kids yeah. to feed or you know yeah and he's like are you are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna go and have a look for him mate i was like well i will do once i've finished got through all this shit at work and then fed kids and put them to bed and i get five minutes to spare after i've done scratching my ass i might be able to travel to an asda <laughs> and go and find them so about 20 minutes later after i'd text him he sends me a photo of them all <laughs> of them on the shelf. It literally gone immediately. And he sent me a photo. I was like, motherfucker. And he's like, I've bought them. I've bought them all. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I was like, have they got any more? He was like, no, they only had them ones, mate. I've bought them. <laughs> so I thought, uh, no way. So me and Kev, we don't, we don't go to the same as DC. We, we've got different, sure. our supermarkets are quite, far apart so but my the my asda near me is it's that same asda that i talked about when i bought that figure and that guy called me out and shouted over on tannoy there's there's, <laughs> there's a man here trying to buy a star wars toy uh <laughs> you remember it won't ring up star it's wars traditionally man. It's not very good, mate. I, you, you go in that Asda on a Sunday and it's like a fucking scene from Lord of the Rings or something. It's like walking through Mordor, mate. We all trolls in there. It, it's <laughs> it, it's outrageous. We call them Karens. Yeah. Well, I got I got finished with work. Busy as fuck. Sort, sort of tea out of kids and that. I was like, Sister Michelle, do you mind? I'm just going to nip, nip off, off to Asda. Like, and she's like, what for, darling? We've got shopping came yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's, there's something Not I want to look for. All the shopping. <laughs> something I want to look for. Yeah. Do you know what she said, Kev? Go on, mate, what? What's Kev told you about now? <laughs> <laughs> Which makes it even more painful. Because <laughs> it wasn't him. T- <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Because I fucking told him about it. That's <laughs> right. So so I travels all the way to my shitty Asda. Gets in there, straight to the toy aisle, dodging trolls every like straight to the toy aisle, walk down. What have they got? Nothing. They've got a Mandalorian. I've already got him. And they've got the one figure out of the whole set that I've got no interest in buying whatsoever. Because I want to leave that racist bitch lying on that shelf. <laughs> so she's a fucking peg warmer. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not getting £7.50 out of my pocket to nope. buy that figure. So I text Kev a picture. I was like, proper raging. I was like, stressing me off. So I drove back. And then I'm like, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put kids in bed. And then I'll I'll go to another Asda. She's near <laughs> Which is, I've got another wow. another Asda a bit further away that I was going to check on. Committed. Here we go. Yeah. Gotta get something. It weren't a 24-hour one. So it, it, it's one that shuts at 10. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a smaller Jesus. one. Jesus. 
So I'm trying to get kids in bed, and they're just being absolute bastards. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and it went. Cut a long story short, basically they stay up too long in order for me to make it to that Asda in time. Oh, and, damn. And Kev's texting me all this time going, have you had any luck, mate? Have you been anywhere else? Have you found them anywhere else? I'm like, I heard that they had some there. Have you had some already? <sighs> oh, I was, I, was, I was rooting for you, mate. I was rooting for you. I mean, Kev so, could have gone and looked for you, maybe. Mm, Should I bring I, that up? Just you wait. You, just you wait, thought, mate. You? you would have thought. <laughs> Just you wait. So basically, I'm like, I don't want them now anyway. Fuck them. I'm not buying any more toys. I don't collect toys anymore. I don't collect like this. Yeah. Anyway, Kevin Garbett, bless him, he says he's going to, because he's opened these ones, he's not interested about the ones in the that he's still got in the packet, so he's going to sell me the ones. Jesus Christ. Um, he's going to sell me the ones that he's got. Spent, yeah. so. Are you kidding me? Wait, 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 you, get wait, wait, check, wait. you get a check market pricing on that? He's not 20 quid each, mate. 20 quid each. <laughs> I've got to make a profit. Well, I, did, I... I did ask him. I said, so you, do, you do a payment plan. This is bear... <laughs> <laughs> bear in mind, there's six, there's six figures, right? And they're £7.50 each. And I said, do you do a payment plan? He says, yeah, £7.50 for 10 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> So he's giving you the open ones or the unopened ones? The unopened ones. He's having my unopened ones that I bought previously. Oh. Yeah? So I'm going to be left with just one figure. That's not garbage-like either. What's going on? Mate, I've I've had a bit of epiphany, mate. I've changed. I've changed, mate. He's a good lad. I've told you, mate. Good lad. I've I've seen the light. uh, Soft lad? Do you know what? This Boba Fett might get opened. You know who will. Oh, Open it right now. Open it right now. Right now. Open it right now. Open it right now. Open it right now. I don't. No. Kevin, I don't believe, believe what's going it. on right now. Like what? Yeah. What is happening? You might as just. You might as well open it and hijack my week like you normally do. So. No, no, no. I'm not. See my week, Chris. I'm not opening it. Okay? <laughs> Keep going, mate. <laughs> I won't dream of. I won't dream of hijacking your week, mate. Never done we it. We still have to talk about our top five books, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Other than that, so the little retro figures. Um, any other Star Wars bit? Yeah, I've I've been swooning basically over those photos of you and McGregor that came out in the Hollywood Reporter or oh whatever magazine. Ooh. What towel I he mean, was wearing? Oh my god! Like, did that guy just like fall out of the fucking handsome cool tree and just hit every <laughs> branch on the way down? It's like it just gets. It's it like really a fine did. wine, mate. It gets Ooh. it gets better with age. It's just mm-hmm. outrageous. But yeah, in that, in that, in that, in that, um, in that article as well, he teases something that there might be, there might be a young Luke in this, oh. in this, which is uh, sizzle, sizzle. But yes, a little D H Mark Hamill can't wait. Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, but yes, other than that, the only <clears> thing that happened to me is I got a. A text message from DHL saying that my parcel from Sideshow Toys will be arriving on May the fourth. Oh, no, very, really, very, very apt. Yes. Sweet. And what was the yeah. gift you sent me for that, Chris? That perfect George Lucas one. 
It's like poetry. It rhymes. It rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. That was, mate. Brilliant. Dude, and that yeah. day we're going to get... So, oh, mate. Kevin, are you working away this week? Bad, bad. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I might be. I don't. I think so. I think. Have I you got am. your own? Have you got your own hotel room? Yeah, I will have, mate. Are we, are we doing? Oh, mate, boxing? I don't. I don't share. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll do it, mate. Absolutely, yeah. I ain't missing that, mate. On May the fourth. <laughs> Sweet I Jesus, don't, I, I don't share. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, though. <laughs> Go on. Who's next? <laughs> well, <laughs> damn. Ed, take me? It. Uh, not a mm. lot happened Star Wars wise. Uh, my kids continued to chant Chapachawa throughout the house, enough so that my <laughs> wife is like telling him to shut up and <laughs> what are you saying and i'm like you don't know what that is anyway <laughs> what is it <laughs> anakin says it in phantom anyway and uh also abby drew a really nice picture of queen amidala maybe we'll post that mate somewhere oh it's fantastic Fucking brilliant mate yeah yes Showed that where's my boba fett though Ashka? Where's that Boba uh, Fett? You know, Boba. I'll ask her to draw one, see how she does. Thank you, mate. Thank does. you. Now you got to get it tattooed, Dad, on your leg, like my fucking BBA. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what kind of dickhead does that? <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? Um, I did rebuild. Uh, did I say I rebuilt the ATAT? I did. Anyway, if I d- didn't last hmm. week. Yeah, you sent us a photo of me, yeah. Yeah, it's rebuilt. Shattered. Shattered. Took a little while to figure out, but I did it, uh, including Googling an image. Of a complete, completed ATAT, <laughs> I did it. Uh, I was like, I'm not digging the instruction book yet. I'm just gonna look. Uh, uh, you should have torn it all apart and started fresh. You would have. You should have taken the whole damn thing apart and start over again. Yeah, actually. you know that would have that, been a nice afternoon. That would have been. Co- you should yeah. do it again. I Drop it. Like it's hot. Anyway. Lastly, in my week of non-Star Wars, another bat. Entered my house. <gasps> you oh, won't name. Shit. Whoa. Another fucking bat got in my And I'm still not sure how it got in. I think the chimney. Not 100% sure. That's my only guess. Dude, this is, this is how, how did the first one get in? We don't know. Don't know. We're just sitting. You know, you, imagine well, it has just. to be where the fucking second one came in. Imagine just lounging after dinner in the dining room and this fucking bat just flies by inside your house. Oh, oh mate. <laughs> Did you freak out, Ed? Did you freak out? Uh, I didn't as much. The girls were all awake. Like, last time, the girls were asleep when it was happening. This time, full-on everybody's awake. Ah, Oh, that's true. That's true, because (laughs) if they're freaking out more than you are, then you feel like, you're right, the bat will go after them before me, so I'm safe. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Now, uh, this time, Gina took more of a front seat in the getting rid of the bat. Are you uh, saying driver's seat hurt? Uh, Was that seen? A shared driver's seat. Flash. Yeah, I mean, yeah, more of a driver's seat because she had the racket. Tennis you were racket. the co-pilot. I had oh, the... you didn't kill it, did you? No, 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 no. She's just like swinging it, edging it. So it got, it got, it, it started, it hid between the <laughs> chimney and the ceiling. There's like this little space. We're trying to get it out of there to start flying around. And we opened a you door. You got put some caulking in there. 
Yeah. <laughs> we do. Or phone. Put some what? Some what in what? Cock in. Cock. <laughs> put your cock in there. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta yeah. put some cock in there. <laughs> Cocking in there. I mean, not cock in there. Cocking in there. Yeah. Is that, are yeah, you yeah. a twin set? <laughs> you never Jim, heard of that? I heard Jimmy chanting that in the background. Cocking. C A U L K I N G. Cocking. Yes. Cocking. Oh, okay. Cool. It's like it come. It comes in like the little like it goes in the glue gun and like you you like it's like Bondo, you know what Bondo is. Yeah, you pretend you're like shooting a rifle from like some sci-fi. It's movie like and, uh, it comes in cock. like a toothpaste tube. It's like it's a mortar. cock gun. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So cool. we call it we call it caulking. Cool. Cock. Cocking. Cocking. Cock. Decorators caulk. Yeah. 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 You like line you know things with it, windows and whatever the fuck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's, a yeah. it's a weather sealant. I've got one. Woo! For Star Wars. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, wait, wait, wait. I so I. <laughs> that was G- Gina has the racket trying to edge it out of the, the little crevice, and it's like chirping like <laughs> like at her. It's so funny. Jesus, Christ. she's like Jesus, ah, bitch. Ah. And I'm sitting there. I'm standing there with a fucking blanket, like trying to be a wall with a blanket, arms outstretched, holding it. <laughs> So that it won't go into the rest of the house. Arms wide open. <laughs> Darmok. So we, we. Yes. Darmok. And it started going around. And we just tried to push it out towards the door. We turned the lights off in there and stuff. And, and it's just every time it flew over, Gina would yelp a little bit. But it wouldn't get near me because I was like a wall. It was great. Timber. And yeah. we just kind of moved. Arms wide. <laughs> And we just kind of moved towards that door, and it flew out. It fucking flew out. It was easy. Oh, mate. Well done. The walls fell. Yeah, I didn't have to, like, pick it up or touch it or (laughs) pretend I was going to let it go into my son-in-law's face kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so you didn't have to to call in the the, um, the backup. We couldn't because Gina's parents are in Florida. Oh, Oh, shit. You should have called Jimmy. Jimmy would have come up there, man. Where is that bastard? <laughs> Jimmy just arrives. In, Where's in Jimmy? Where's Jimmy half axe? Honestly, Honestly, it was in one hand and a shotgun in the other. <laughs> Where's the little furry bastard? I want that bastard out now. Where Come is that bastard? All right, wait till it's on that drywall over there, then shoot the shit out of it. No. Um, <laughs> when it no, was shoot just, fucking first. just decorated right. that wall, Jimmy. Shoot. When it, it's there, just do that. I don't like that color anyways. My knees have spackle on that when you're yeah, done. Yeah. No, when it was in that crevice, I was like, Gina, I could get the air rifle. Fucking fucking oh. right now. She's like, no, uh, no, 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 that's no. endangered. Can't no, do that wait. shit, man. I thought about using the electric uh the electric um <laughs> tennis racket, you know what I mean? For mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't do that either. Oh, well, people do it all the time though. I know. I, mean, I hear I don't, that I hear that from everybody I've told this story to around here. They're like, Oh, it's good the mosquito thing. Nah. Yeah, no. We yeah. we we did it humanely, badly, and then <laughs> cornered it, and it went out. And what's funny is this whole thing is recorded on the toy room camera because it's oh, all on that toy. Come room. on, mate. Come and on. Where's the compilation Gina video? Gina is like, Gina is like, do not show that to anybody. I did clip oh, it. It is. I safe. dare say, do. Is it, have um, you watched it back, mate? Is it? Good? Oh yeah, it's. Pretty good. I you can't see me because I'm more. I'm in another room, blocking him from getting into that room. So you can't yeah, see like, me. A, but you can see Gina a, like ducking and screaming. 
Genus. Can you can you speed it up and put the Benny Hill music over? <laughs> yep. Let's do it. I'm gonna do it. No. Oh man! So I'll, I'll put it on our Instagram. <laughs> yes, it's she funny. She doesn't even it's, follow the Instagram we, anymore. She'll never fucking know. The toy room's kind of like in an L shape. It's like a wraparound. It used to be a porch. And it just, we call it Toy Alley. And it's just the bat just kept going back and forth in it. And Gina was oh, trying to get it towards God. one end. It was funny. Why don't you just oh, get mate. one of those, just get a, one of those, like, uh, nets. You know what I mean? Just keep I'm it in the closet next to the fly swatter. Yeah. Just net it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Surely that's the easy way, Ed. Mm. Or just throw a blanket. <laughs> or hold it like a wall with your arms wide oh. open. Give me your arms wide open. sails open. Yeah. That's Beautiful. my week. <laughs> wow. Batwoman. Week. Gina. Yeah, wife. Your beautiful wife who runs miles for breakfast. And, and Abby was like, I heard mommy screaming last night. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the words I wasn't supposed to be saying. Ah. Yep, anyway. like those. Anyways, excellent week of Star Wars. I'll finish up. <clears throat> so... Finished Alphabet Squadron's Victory's Price. Ooh, review. We'll how many? About, how many? Uh, we'll talk about. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Oh, okay. Got my second book in the Thrawn Ascendancy series. Greater good. Been very excited. Almost done reading it. I like went through Red All Night. I got it like a day and a half ago. I'm almost done. I just I could not put it down. I was like absorb into my body. So now better, can I'm you list- say if it's better or worse so far than the first one? Uh, it's, it's better. I mean, not, I mean, I like them both. It's just like more of a progression. I'll talk about it later, but I'm listening to the audio book of this for the first time, uh, because I had a credit on audible, um, cause I listened to tap calf transmissions. Those guys are really cool. They're going, they're reading, they're doing like a episode review of every star Wars, like graphic novel, novel, canon, old canon. It's, it's really cool. And, um, they're partnered with audible. So if you use like Eckhart's ladder as the audible, like code thing, or whatever, you get a free credit. So I was like, boom, there it is. So I've been using it with my eyeball massager with the AirPods in my ears, listening to greater good, going to sleep at night. So what the audience doesn't know is I have an eye massager. <laughs> I was like, that's the real <laughs> point of the story. Seriously. Uh, it's like, it's we, like, we have like seen a, this thing. Yeah, we have seen this. Say thing. That again. It's like no, a I'm VR. A it's like a VR headset that goes over your eyeballs, and it's like pressure, air, heat, some music, you know, and, and vibrations. And it really, it gets, you know, eye strain is a real thing these days, and you got to be really careful with our eyes, especially since all four of us fucking wear glasses and we look at a screen way too much in the day. You really, got to take care of your eyes, man. Like, get the blue, blue, the blue light tinted lenses. Get an eyeball massager. Yeah, you mate, want you, you I'm need. going. Yeah, mate, I'm going blind. <laughs> there you go. Well, there you go. Um, also, a uh, dear friend of mine um, um, gave me his. He when he has a kid. When he was a kid, Marvel Special Edition Star Wars graphical adaptation, the official adaptation of the 20th century for blockbuster novel movie. Or now you guys have that, right? Or Chris, you had that, or Kev, you had that. Chris. Which one was it, dude? Sorry, said one of you guys have that. It's the it's the Marvel Special Edition graphical ad- adaptation from 1977. You would have been like 22 at the time, Kev. Uh, no, I haven't got it. <laughs> I ain't got it, mate. I'm good to know that I haven't had it. 
<laughs> it's a it's a very interesting. It was before, um, it was before like, uh, it it was using a lot of the um, uh, graphic images that were used in the promotion of the film, like a scantily clad Leia, uh, a Luke Skywalker that looks like mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then you you know you see this like scrappy farm boy in tat- Tatooine. Anyways, that was really cool to get. It was like clearly well loved. He had read it a whole lot when he was a kid, and he's like, "Yeah, I was cleaning some stuff out and some Star Wars memorabilia." And I was like, "Ah, you know, there's always a place for it here with Jimmy." Uh, I'm also drinking a Mass Landing Brewing Company uh, Neon Sales India Pale Ale, six point three percent. For those of you in Rio Linda from Westbrook, Maine, um, and then second to last, uh, May the Fourth dinner from cheval restaurants so as you guys know over the every year for the past six or seven years now um this restaurant piccolo in the state of maine city of portland does a special may the fourth dinner it's themed we would always go we would watch a movie we'd watch um the first year they did it was new hope and then empire return of the jedi and then every year there was the prequels came out rogue one solo and we would have this this uh five course prepared dinner Ed came with us one time or twice, twice we did. Twice. Yeah, yeah. Um, came twice, heard, seen, mm, and um, felt. Like you would have, you know, do back ribs instead of slow pork roasted ribs, or you would have, they cooked Chased all it. these, all these, all these beautiful sausages cooked inside of a pig's stomach that they sliced open when I was the second year we did it. Cause Ugh. Oh no, it was the first year we did it. Cause they did empire strikes back that year and they sliced it open and all the sausages came out like the taunt on it. We ate them and it was amazing. Yeah, That was amazing. It was amazing. So this year it's uh, or last year and this year it's been to go. So it's been for takeaway. So we don't know what the menu is until we get there. I mean, obviously we're going to pick up the bags or bring it home with us. So we don't have the experience, but, uh, Damien, um, and his wife, Yilma, the chefs there at Cheval and Piccolo is now closed down, unfortunately, but the restaurant is called Cheval and they're in Portland, Maine. And they do such an awesome job doing this every single year because they're such Star Wars fans. So we picked up our dinner for the two of us. Um, and since my wife is pregnant, only I am able to drink from the alcoholic menu, though she may have a few sips. Uh, so what they're offering in the past, they would have a, like, you know, a drink menu that you would order like a Vaderade or a Yoda soda or whatever. But this year, it's three shots that they're offering for their liquor selection. Uh, and the first one is a May the 4th cocktail shot, Tito's Vodka, White Port, Midori, Elderflower, and Lime. It's green. And it looks absolutely amazing. And on their Instagram, their Instagram account is actually Conto Dome, C-O-N-T-O-D-O-M-E. They have little pictures of the old original legitimately vintage Kenner figures posed next to these little bottles of green, blue, and red. So can't wait to taste them. Next week, we're going to full-on review about all of the food and the menu and the fun little things that he puts in there. He always throws in like a card or a photocopy um, like page from uh, Essentials to Star Wars Vehicles. Like last year, it was the photocopy page of the Victory Star Destroyer technical like read out from like, you know, they have essential nice. characters, they have essential vehicles and ships. Um, <clears throat> so thank you, Cheval. You guys are awesome. Can't wait They've, to hear it. Um, Cheval has the best burger in Maine, by the way, that I've oh, had. Mm-hmm. Personal mm-hmm. That is heard. opinion. All their food is amazing. And 
I can't wait to go back in person. So last, second to last I got, that was my second to last, he's my real last, got my Shadows of the Empire vinyl soundtrack, got my LP in the mail this week. Well, technically last week, but you know, internet problems. She's beautiful. The music was done by, written by Joel McNeely and performed by the talented Royal Scottish National Orchestra and Chorus. Um, Ed, cue this up. Uh, I love I love the Imperial City theme as one of the I mean there's a whole bunch of it goes through the book Shadows of the Empire uh, that a lot of you played the N64 game read about Dash Rendar Prince Sheezer this particular track though Sheezer's theme is my favorite it's so sinister and bombastic Ed plays a quick like thirty second snippet All let's right. go. Building up. Mm-hmm. Here it is, it's boyos. A, it's a villain's theme. Imagine, imagine if Disney made an evil version of Aladdin. This is exactly what's yeah. happening right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Aladdin's theme, wasn't it? Right? Didn't yeah, it yeah. get, get that vibe a little bit? Like if you, uh, Prince Ali, 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 Like if they definitely, like, yeah. Prince Caesar, I'm coming here to have sex with all of your women because <laughs> I turn red when I get hot and I wear nothing. That's a real scene in the yep. book. It's, it's a, the seduction of Princess Leia. It's really cringe. Oh. Um, but. You know, 1990s. <clears throat> Anyways. I liked it. I really enjoyed listening to that vinyl. It's really cool. If you guys get a chance, it's on Spotify. Go listen to it. And lastly, there's the rumors of a new Mandalorian game um, that was kind of leaked by some interviews. Some dude, like a partner for, with Microsoft and some other thing. Yeah, you got excited Let's, about that, huh? I, yeah. Let's see what happens on May the 4th, guys. Right? Because it is May 1st. May the 4th is a few days away it's gonna fucking drop on that day in it it's gonna be so much <sighs> i think i well remember we all thought fucking you mcgregor was going to be at the phantom men of fennel and you know all we got was <laughs> anthony daniels massaging himself that was, that was a great panel i'm glad i went to that anyways that's all i got so guys <laughs> folks now is the time to get into our book reviews top five favorite books anything is game here Do it. as long as it's in a physical book with page with pages excuse me as long as it's a physical book with pages graphic novels visual dictionaries all everything if it's in a book if it was in print this is eligible now it's time to get into our book reviews now we're talking about top five favorite books and books is anything that is in a physical book with pages we're talking about something that you can just kind of open up it's on your coffee table it's in your bathroom it's in your bedstand it comes with you in that duffel bag on the trip through the airplane that you never read a book graphic novel visual dictionary anything so with that before we get to our top five we got to go through our honorable mentions because 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I got fourteen books here. All right, and this is just something that I, I don't know. Every book is my favorite book. Wait, wait, so, wait, 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 wait. you read? Get out of here, Jimmy. You've got I know, I know. Shit, contrary, dude. contrary to the very <laughs> actual cute vice from Emily Lynn, you know, why waste time reading when you could be buying more books? She's got I agree. a point there. Very strong. I, got, I think I completely agree. What's the point in reading them? You know, you can when, accumulate more not to read. And at first, I read her comment in anger, and but then when I finished, I was like, you know, she's got a point. <laughs> It's like, what do you mean, Joe? Ah, that's true. You could be getting more. We got to have her on again. That was fun. More. I know. I know. Well, when we did the Star Trek crossover, that'd be fun to have her on because she's a big Star Trek fan. So honorable mentions. Here we go. Random number generator comes up with Kev. Not surprised. I knew it. I knew it. Baby first. Right. Sit yourself the down. Clock, the clock's still running from before, so just keep yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, could it still go on? Because, you know, it's like tradition. through loads of vulnerable mentions. Um, so I'm going to read these dead quick because there's loads. There's quite a few. First off, not in my top five. Um, no uh, of the film novelizations are, and particularly my favorite novelization of the Star Wars films is the Revenge of the Sith novel, which is just... Thank you. What a novel that is. One of the best written Star Wars novels. Not in there. Gone. Neither are the original trilogies. It's my (laughs) favourite. He's like, that's my top. (laughs) That's his top one, isn't it? paragraph, three sentence, four was my favourite line of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Jaina said. And I wrote... (laughs) I wrote all in the... Spine and everything. There you go. Oh, my God. Right. Um, I also have, which we'll get to. So some of the art of books that have come out, particularly for the the, um, uh, sequel trilogy and the prequel trilogy, particularly the prequel trilogy, those art of books are amazing. Doug Chang. But there is a reason, but none of them make it. Another one. No, some of the... Ones I've loved, the novels, none of the Heir to the Empire trilogy. Shut Jimmy. up. What the fuck? Get the hell Get out, the of fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Next. Next. As much as I love that trilogy, not in. The Bane uh, trilogy. I go which fuck I read. yourself. Bane trilogy. Fucking Rule of Two. What an absolute banging book. Yeah. Not in there. Oh. What? Yeah. Right. Some A book <laughs> a book that I had for Christmas, which I absolutely love. The Star Wars Chronicles book which I've got the original one and the prequel one. M- fucking massive, heavy, big bastard books. Big Love bastard. Them. It's absolutely umdingers of two books, lads. Not in there. Not in there. Umdingers. Um, a book that came yeah. out, they, they released like four books altogether, which were like Star Wars posters, Star Wars illustration, Star Wars comics, Star Wars concept books absolutely love those books and the posters one with the drew struzan artwork and the drew struzan forward it's not in there but i love that book it's absolutely fucking brilliant there's a star wars visions art book which were handpicked artists by george lucas fantastic book boom not in there um that's the one chris is now holding it and doing it <laughs> 
Uh, what else? Things to it. It's in his tab. It was. That's why it's right there. There was a there was a lovely book that I had, a Star Wars archives book by Mark Kotavaz, uh, I think his name is. What a fucking book that is. Loved it. Not in. Uh, I think that's it, fellas. Um, about- <laughs> <laughs> you think? You'll mention you more throughout. It's fine. I will, but. They were particular books that I love that have not made it into my top five. My top five, lad. All right, Jimmy, who's next? <sighs> I'm going to go with myself as the random number generator comes out. As I massage my hands together with my uh, seaweed hand cream from Pentacle Seaweed <laughs> Beauty in your hands today. Um, first off, on the honorable mentions... Do we, do we need a pause? Are we okay? Yeah. Okay. We're fine. Thank you. Thank you. So continuing on, um, my first honorable mention is uh, Mr. Kevin J. Anderson's Jedi Search. So this was indeed actually the very first book I ever bought that was Star Wars outside of the movies. This one in my hands right now through this visual medium, excuse me, audio medium that you can see. Um, nothing smells better than an old book. This, it was the Jedi search. The cover is like this copper brown. You see Admiral Dalit. You see a crashed and wrecked Millennium Falcon there. You're wondering what is going on. A new female villain, an amazing, sexy imperial uniform it was just a really great story it was a fun concept this entire trilogy what did you do really... with that cover in the 90s as a teenager hmm. <laughs> i was in sixth grade oh my god <laughs> but i was super stoked to see like because we hadn't seen like a female uh antagonist really <clears throat> up until this point and to find out in the story that she was a mistress of grand moff wilhoff tarkin jimmy yeah scandal yes Ooh. chris are you gonna review all your honorable mentions <laughs> ah. i'm just saying this was a really good one just, i bought it in 1995 and you know what you re- you have a good point i'm gonna move it's on. good mate mate i've mate i've had my episode we did collectibles I can tell you like a pig in shit. I just need to make sure <laughs> if I'm opening another can of monster or not, because I think I'm in for a long night. Uh, you... Yes. Yeah, cool. It's yes. now midnight in the UK, yep. Jimmy. Yep. Yep. Carry so, on, mate. You, you enjoy yourself. Jedi Search, amazing book. A really fun read, not a traditional first, as they say. Uh, next honorable mention, I've mentioned this before, Michael Austin Stackpole's Star Wars X-Wing Rogue Squadron. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was going to be in there, mate. Oh, I know. Was it was it. close. It was real close, but you'll just Jimmy, have to wait and Jimmy, see. Jimmy, Jimmy, oh, I know. I am sorry, Mike. I am sorry, Michael. We even had we had a, we had a Twitter conversation. He yeah, like, how you read it? 103 times twice. or something? And he's like, that's a fucking lie and bullshit. And he's like, I'm like, you're right, but you know, I'm talking figuratively here, so give me a break. <laughs> I loved it. Great book. I love the the book art, Paul LaRue. Like it's just absolutely amazing. Uh next up Star Wars Outbound Flight by Timothy Zahn. Yeah. One of the Thrawn books. I mean, obviously, you know, where we're going with here, which you guys may not know. Well, you probably will know by the time you listen to this episode, but these three guys certainly don't fucking know. But 
Like Grand Admiral Thrawn is my favorite character. Star Wars Outbound Flight gives a, it's like a, it's a prequel. Are you kidding me? Anakin's <laughs> in it. Obi-Wan is in it. Uh, Darth Sidious and Emperor Palpatine is in it. Mary Jade? Um, no. No? Uh, the Trade Federation is in it. The Chiss are in it. Um, George Cardas, which is one of my f- most favorite Expanded Universe characters that nobody fucking knows about Love it. on purpose. Love it. He's a great guy. Good. He's a kid in this book. Good kid. Good kid. He's like, imagine Eli Vanto, right? Oh, but I love instead of coming from the Imperial Academy, he is a young smuggler apprentice. I know. It's okay. I Just hold those questions for later. Anyway, Star Wars Outbound Flight. Great book. <laughs> Next one I got here. Um, <laughs> this one This one I recently picked up. Star Wars Legends Lost Tribe of the Sith. The Collected Stories. Ooh. So these were the lead up, if you remember, to the Legacy, no, no, Fate of the Jedi series. Um, that was like the last printed stuff before Disney acquired Star Wars and just said, fuck you, expand it. We're just going to leave that over there by itself for a while and start something else. Um, this, this is the story of a bunch of Sith and a bunch of Sith, <laughs> a bunch of Sith on a ship that crash on a planet and how they live for the next thousand years before Tahiri Vela and Luke Skywalker encounter them in the Fate of the Jedi book series, which is kind of, yeah, take it or leave it. It was okay. There's a lot of weird stuff that goes on in there that really needs to be its own podcast. Uh, <clears throat> but Lost Tribe of the Sith, the Collected Stories by John Jackson Miller. Great book. And my last honorable mention, which is actually a tie for my fifth place. <clears throat> I'm really having a hard time with this right now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Come on, Jimmy. Am I going to be angry about this? Oh, come on. Put them both. Put, them, put one in your hand. Put both in your hand, and, and I'll say left or right me. All right. And I'll choose. Are we talking about <clears throat> testicles? <laughs> left or right? Me? Left or right? <laughs> right. Left or right. Okay. <laughs> The right bollock. My honorable mention here is my Star Wars encyclopedia. Oh, right? yes, right? be okay. That's I know, I know, I know. This is this like this. This has it's a, this. Excuse me. This is my favorite word. This incorporates the 1997 uh, special edition features, but that's it. They talk about. The confrontation between Obi-Wan and Anakin Skywalker, where Anakin Skywalker was, you know, burned beyond recognition, and that's all it was. And this volcano or something like that. That's all they had for the staging of Revenge of the Sith. And I remember reading that and that was super dope. Um but yeah, it's basically updated through nineteen ninety seven, which captures all of the Bantam era. So Bantam um publisher of the early era star wars books introduced thrawn uh del rey took it over later that's why all that shit's getting like real dark and personal now um but in this era captures all the good stuff like the sun crusher like come on everybody needs a good sun crusher but uh yeah last honorable mention tied for number five almost but not quite because it's not mentioned the star wars encyclopedia by stephen j san sweet Heard of him? Have you heard Who's of him? He, Have you he heard right of him? Now? I've not yeah. heard of him, mate. Who is he? <laughs> I haven't heard of him. 
maybe I know a guy who knows of him. Yeah. He might, so he might my, come up a bit later. He, he might come up a bit later. So, Chris, you are next to the honorable mentions. Go. It's not an honorable mention, Jimmy, but I remember getting that encyclopedia. Proper excited. And I remember opening it mm-hmm. and skimming through it thinking... What the fuck is this on about? Because <laughs> it's like Star Wars to me at that point was three films. And I opened up that book and I was like, What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa! What is this? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Right. My first honorable mention is this gorgeous book, Women of the Galaxy Ooh, by Amy. Ooh. Amy Ratcliffe. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous, an absolutely that, it? gorgeous yeah. book. Um, and it shines a light on, I think, 75 different fascinating female characters from the galaxy far, far away. It's it's That's beautifully, cool. absolutely beautifully presented. It's full of amazing, amazing artwork that was all done by different female and non-binary artists, especially for this book. So it's like, it's all brand new um, art. Nice. And I've got, I've got, and I've even got like a special collectible postcard box set thing of it, um, which is awesome. Yeah, I love this book. It's um, it's just full of awesome kick-ass females. Mm-hmm. It's got a forward by Kathy Kennedy, absolute nice. queen. Nice author Amy Ratcliffe. She's a badass as well. She uh, side note, she she was the stage host when I entered the tattoo competition at Celebration London. And she interviewed me on stage, which was pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Sure, yeah. Sure. yeah. Oh, that is cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's my first honourable mention. My second honourable mention is this would have been in my top five, but it's not an official Star Wars book. So I, with my weird, like, <clears throat> anal tentative rules that i've i've put in myself i've not i've not put it in there but i just wanted to mention it it's an absolutely huge book and it's called the force in the flesh star wars inspired body art volume two that's by by sheen turgeon and this is a book all about star wars tattoos from all over the world um it features some prominent tattoo collectors like Bill, the guitarist from Metal Legends Mastodon. And it's also got Matt Martin, because he's got a full from the Lucasfilm story group. He's in here, showing off his sleeve. Um, he was also a judge, actually, at the tattoo mm. competition. Do you know who else was a judge on that tattoo competition? Ooh. Stephen Stansweet. Stephen Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it, my Have you heard of him? Have you heard of him? Have you heard of him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And the reason I love this book so much is, as well as a shitload of tattoo artists that have done some outrageous work over the years, um, it includes the one and only Chris Jones from Physical Graffiti, tattoo in Cardiff, Wales. And if you look at his profile page this is the first first page reference i'm making the first page reference on this on page 131 you'll see a rather excellent <gasps> admiral akbar tattoo look at that arm oh 
That belongs to be... me. Oh! That's my arm in this book. How cool is that? That is beautiful. That is cool, man. That, that, so that was that was cool. the first tattoo that started my sleeve. So it would have made my top five, but it's not uh, official. So just wanted to give that a shout out. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then, as Kev mentioned, the art of books. Um, I love these books. I spoke about them many times before. So I'm not going to waffle on about them. Yeah, Star Wars and art, it's its a no-brainer for me, isn't it? Yeah. I have got another honourable mention, but it will I can't talk about it just yet. Really? It, it will come up later. I, I reckon I... Yeah, we'll talk about actually, oh, I, yeah, I have yeah, one yeah. of those too. I have one of those too. Cool. So that is... That's me. Okay. All right. Ed, what do you got for honorable mentions here? Guess that leaves me. Now, I want to preface all my choices, all my <clears> honorable mentions <throat> and my top five. They're all books that they're like. That you read. That they most affected my Star Wars life emotionally, whatever. You know, like pushed me into the fandom, whatever. So, mm-hmm. that prefacing mm-hmm. with that. Honorable mentions. I only have like, don't worry, I only have like nine. 18. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's just going to go through his bookcase in a minute. So I'm still right. sour that <laughs> I had to limit it to 15. And not talk about it as much as you want. Not talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be um, I'm going to start off with Be More Lando book because it was, I love this podcast. I love you guys. I love talking about stuff. Be More Lando book started the segments, the Be More segments that we do. Thanks to Christian Blovelt with those books. Mm-hmm. Obviously affected, you know, what we do and talk about, and I love that. Um, that's my first one. The next two are, are kind of like info books. You got Sculpting a Galaxy. I love that book, how it shows you know, what they use for props, how they made them in the original movies. Um, costumes, same thing, but costumes. And I drew from them a lot of the Are You Kidding Me's, some of the Are You Kidding Me's that we've done. Uh, Bane Trilogy, we already discussed. Oh. If Dude, you like yeah. Force shit and Sith stuff, Bane Trilogy. <laughs> Bam. If you like Force shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. Bane Trilogy. Got the Bane Trilogy. Um, and, you know, Palpatine coming back in... In Rise of Skywalker. That probably has something to do with that Bane thing. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Revenge of the Sith novelization we already mentioned. It's really good. It, it gives you like insight into like thoughts and processes of the characters in that movie. And it's really cool. And you learn a little more nuances of the Force shit I was just talking about. Um, Revenge of the Sith novelization. If you're going to read a novelization of a movie, if you're going to read one, read that one. Ooh. I love that one. It's brilliant, isn't it? Plagueis is a another EU <laughs> novel. A little insight into the life of Palpatine that I really liked and his upbringing and how he came to power and stuff and how fucking evil he is. Love that book. Uh, Rogue Squadron, Jimmy mentioned that in his... Like that, that, that rides the curtail, coattails, curtail, what the fuck am I saying? Coattails of what got me into Star Wars, those novels in the 90s. That just was, uh, Michael A. Stackpole is a great author. He writes stuff out like action scenes to the detail that are such, so good, especially dogfighting and stuff. 
And he had some really cool ideas in that series, the Rogue Squadron series, like having a fucking Super Star Destroyer in Coruscant, right? Buried upside down in the planet, the city. The Lusankia. Yes. And it was a prison. So like like you're in this prison trying to get out thinking you're going up, but you're getting deeper into the prison. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was genius. I know, dude. And oh, you're in a Super Star Destroyer. Boom. Anyway, last honorable mention, and this is kind of a running theme, theme through some of my choices, is like the, the hits you emotionally books, like the sappy, lovey kind of stuff. Lost Stars, I really like. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a canon novel now. Um, and it, it follows two characters who love each other. One goes to the Rebel Alliance, one goes to the Empire, and they're, you know, they do their thing. It's just hit me emotionally. I really liked it. And it kind of walked you through all the movies from um, A New Hope to Beyond. So, yeah. Uh, that's that's my honorable but, mentions. Was that too long? <laughs> no. Dude, well, that was short, dude. Don't worry. I, I've just thought of about five more honorable mentions. Truly, truly. <laughs> I know, Kev's like, all right, I got ten more I'm going to mention later. Oh, shit. Uh, I mean, it wasn't long enough. <laughs> and really, the fact that Jimmy. Lost... <sighs> the fact that Lost Stars was an honorable mention, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. So... We're going to go into our top five now, and I'm going to go first. And I'm going to go first with Claudia Gray's The Lost Stars. Oh, yeah. Lost Stars, excuse me. I mean, this is a story. And I know this this tied for fifth with the encyclopedia in here. The encyclopedia, because it had a childhood bond to me. But this story really spoke to me in a way that it was much more... um, realistic to believe i guess in 2020 2019 whenever this came out 2018 a story of two hometown friends turned lovers in a like romeo and juliet style narrative this is a love story that stretches from rogue one through return of the jedi and into the books battle of jakku featured in the aftermath trilogy and infernal squadron books and games by ea a really fun story the protagonists, uh, Thane Kyrell and Sienna Ree, um, they're fighter pilots, right? They grow up in this poor town, this poor planet, and they join the Empire because they meet Grand Moff Tarkin, and they think he's cool. And they, th- it's a story of them throughout this entire um, uh, stretch of events that we see in the films, but they see from behind the scenes. And it's their perspective of their interpretation of what's going on. Um, Thane Kyrell, he eventually defects the rebellion. By the way, spoiler alert for all this shit. We should just like put that in front of the episode, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. All of this, no. I mean, no, no. This is a spoiler out. alert. Yeah, yeah. This shit's been out forever. It's not like I'm going to tell you that Thrawn dies at the end of like you know the new Thrawn book, but. Anyways, I want to um, I want to add to your Lost Stars thing that like it's like the yeah. two the couple they both see things that are wrong like you know slavery of Wookiees and like mm-hmm. one kind of like well I kind of like what I got going now in the Empire I know that's wrong but I'm still gonna go with it I'm doing well and then the other one was like no it's fucking wrong I'm going to the rebellion so then they like mm-hmm. they split apart 
<coughs> stuff like that, you know, and it's it's cool, like their opinions clash, but they know what's right still. You have these two characters, Thane Kyrell and Sienna Ree. Sienna Ree, who goes to the Imperial Academy, just like Thane Kyrell, her word is her bond. Like, she gives her word to the Empire, I'm going to serve in this duty until my duty is complete. Like, she's bound by her duty and what she does as a person. Thing Kyrell, he's bound to his heart and his emotions, and he sees that this is wrong, and he's going to act on it. Where Sienna sees that it's wrong, but she can't act on it because she's bound to her duty and what her role is as an officer, eventual Imperial Star Destroyer captain for a hot second before that crashes into Jakku. Um, so it's really cool seeing that, but their love for each other is always wholesome and like bound together and is really tight. That's why this book is my number five. So there it is. And there it was a new book of the new canon era. So yeah. call me progressive. I think, I think the anyways. backdrop of the original trilogy on it. It's really cool too. Yeah. It makes it makes it because they they mentioned Dak, they mentioned Luke, they see Wedge. Anyways, let's go on to Chris before I diverge for another ten minutes. Chris, <laughs> top five, number five. Well, mate, you talk about stories with depth and stories <laughs> that stories that add tapestry to the movies. This, mate, is next level. I give you. The much-celebrated children's bedtime classic. <laughs> the Ewoks join the fight. <laughs> by Bonnie Bogart, with illustrations by Deanna DeGroote. <laughs> she did a good job drawing C-3PO there. What do you think? It's true. Yeah. It's true. Wait, I know also, you won't let me down, mate. This, <laughs> this, this tells the real story of how the most important creatures in the galaxy... Single-handedly brought about the destruction of the Galactic Empire and freed the galaxy from tyranny and oppression. It's a classic. (laughs) So this was mine from when I was a kid. It holds a special place in my heart. Um, I also have it on 7-inch vinyl. Read along, too. Um, Like I said, it's a classic. The Ewoks join the fight. <laughs> and that cover art, mate, it's exquisite, isn't it? That's all I need to say. Very oh. next. <laughs> all right. Um, we're jumping to Kev now. Me! Oh, boy. Fucking hell. These lists, mate. They're just... Do you know what? I, ch- <laughs> I change, I've changed my mind about three times this week. And I, said, I sent Chris a message the other day, and I'm like, mate, I've changed my mind again. So <laughs> number five is um, we're talking about books from childhood because I've got a few in here of what, what sentimental value they have to me rather than be great books. And I've got an umdinger in a bit, lads. I've got a fucking umdinger of a book in a bit. But number five, number five, and this was a bit of a tough choice because when Star Wars, when the films finished um, and I'd be nine years old, it wasn't much. 39, 39 (laughs) years old. Yeah, that was hard. 
I asked for that, did I, you little? Was he 39 and 77? What? Yeah, 69, yeah. dudes. Yes, 69. Because I, because I was there when it originally came out. So that makes me <laughs> that makes me a bigger fan than you three altogether. <laughs> Do you know Steven Sansweet? So the only way oh, with Star Wars at the time, once that finished, was uh, my favorite bit was through the annuals. Um, going back from... And I bloody love the Star Wars annuals that I had at the time. And I've got, like, three or four oh. of them. <laughs> right? So, and believe it or not, I never had an annual for the original film, for the, for the Star Wars film. But I had them. I had two for The Empire Strikes Back and two for Return of the Jedi. And there were annuals nice. like Volume 1 and Volume 2. Now, The Return of the Jedi's haven't made it, this one. Yeah, but the annual, my favourite, because <laughs> it had a, an absolutely brilliant cover. So like, once again, I'm just going to interject, Kev's doing his, his number five and is mentioning about ten books. No, 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 and no, no, no And he's going to talk about the one that's not made it. Because <laughs> that was the me. No, this was a near one, mate. Right? A near miss, near miss. The Jedi two annuals were brilliant. But then there were two Empire Strikes Back annuals and there was like a volume one and a volume two. Volume two was like really bizarre because it had like separate stories in it. And it's got like stories like The Crimson Forever, volume two. And it's all artwork. But my favorite, I love the one that the second one, which was The Dreams of Cody Sun Child. And it's all about Lando and <laughs> Chewie on a mission. And there's a brilliant bit of art at the back with Lando crying that really stuck in my head as a Aww, kid. It's like, Lando. But my favorite, so my number five choice, which was an authorized edition, is my Empire Strikes Back 1980 annual. And it's, it's just bring so many memories back as a kid. Like, hey, can you speak closer though, Mike? Oh, sorry. I'm not, um, yeah, this brings so many memories back from being a kid. And I just love the artwork on it. I love the color of it. I just love everything. It's obviously the story of the film. So you could like just read it. And number five is by Empire Strikes Back. Number one, annual. annual. Nice. Number one, yes. number five, number one, number five. Yes. Even even the spine, it's got like Marvel and Grand Dreams right on the side of it. And it's just like, and it's, I'm still so happy that it's in really good condition. It's not like, because you know with some annuals, the pages would split. Like, and yeah. they'd mine's, start. Mine's trash, Kev. Mate, this one's actually held quite well and it's mm. not too bad. My other one has, so the other Empire Strikes one, Volume 2, which has got like a really cool cover of like the Rebels That's all pointing cool. the guns and everything. Yeah, some of the pages have kind of fallen out and everything. But number five, I have picked one, Christopher, I'll have you know, is by <laughs> Empire Strikes Back annual from um, 1980. Nice. Wow. All right, then. We're moving on to number four now. Number four, a sneaky position in the list of top five. You never know what could well, go in the well, number four position. What about Ed? What about Ed? <laughs> Sorry. 
No, again. Ed. <clears throat> Ed, why don't you take us on your number five trip? What do you got here? <laughs> I did the same thing. Don't edit that. <laughs> Leave that in. It's all right. I feel like I did the same thing when I mean. I know. I have, it, I have it written out too. Uh, number five. Here we go, boys. Top five. All right. My number five is not a novel. It's not a. I don't know. Info book. Well, it's an info book. It's a game book. Oh, Edward Bossart game what? manual. What have we here? A book I used to own, but because of a flood, I don't have it anymore. But it's still, it's still near and dear to me. It's a well, not near, but it's dear to me. It's the Empire, Heir to the Empire reference book for the Star Wars role playing game. I have that. That's the same one I have, right? I don't know if you have it. Do you have it? Then, That's, then I, yes. I do. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> I want to say uh, playing the role-playing game really got me into the Star Wars universe, really made me love the game. But this book had so much info, and it was – it. I learned so much about Star Wars just from that one source book. Uh, you know, you got – there's aliens, vehicles, starships, all in it, including the Nogri, you know. Nogri. Backstory, man. Backstory. backstory you always want to know backstory about these characters you only meet for a few pages. Yep. Yep. You got vehicles, you know, like those chariots. You got starships from the Krillian Corvettes to the Dreadnoughts. Lancer frigates. Mm-hmm. Carrick mm-hmm. cruisers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Lady Luck. Wild card. All Ugh. that stuff. All in Sora there. sub. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's, I, I just want to throw that in there as my f- top five because I played a lot of that game and it had a lot to do with my, uh, fandom in Star Wars. Oh, sweet. Nice. nice. That's cool, man. Good. What happened to it then, you said? It got lost in a flood. Not a flood. It got, when I move, where it was stored was super humid and it got all like warpy, mm. you know, wet. Yeah. So... Sweet. Oh. Mm-hmm. Good choice, mm-hmm. dude. Nice choice. Yeah. I might have one for sale. For the right <laughs> 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 Took payment plan. Jimmy. Jimmy, well played, man. Well played. That's a garbage move right there. Well played. Well, I know. I'm learning from the best. Yeah, well played. That's right. So moving on to number four, Mr. Chris Hall, what do you have for your number oh, four? Straight book? in. Number four. Well, We've we've talked about him already. Mate. We're going to talk about him a lot more. The author of this book is uh, Mr. Stephen J. Sunsweet, and this is um, who's that? I've never heard of him. We <laughs> love this book. This is Star Wars: The Action Figure Archive. It's an absolute <laughs> fucking beauty. This book is. Um, Long time listeners of the pod may remember me getting i picked this book up for two quid two fucking knicker from oxfam in nottingham um in absolutely pristine condition it's it basically it it's a must-have for any self-respecting <laughs> action figure collector it details every figure vehicle and play set from 1978 to 1997 um 
and it's just glorious. It's absolutely glorious. Uh, yeah, what more can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what? There's nothing more to say. No. He's bringing collectibles into the It's books. beautiful. I, when, I, when I first got this book, I uh, decided to display all my vintage Kenner um, action figures. And I was in my office late one night. <clears throat> Boxes of shit everywhere. I got this book open for reference. So I decided that the only way to display these figures was in the chronological order that they appeared in this in this book. Um, so this has been a godsend, this book, because, as you guys know, listeners won't know, but I often i am quite clumsy and I walk into my cabinet quite often and I, I do send photos on the chat of all my figures all over the place on the floor. And this book helps me put them back in place. Nice. And it's... It's just fantastic. As a as a collector, it's yeah, it's great. Oh. That's that's my number four. Good choice, sure, no, no. Sure, sure. Jimmy, Jimmy, sorry, mate. Yes. I'm going now. Right, and there's Heard. a reason. Heard. <laughs> it's the same goddamn book, <laughs> <laughs> mate. I don't believe. You've literally stolen every single thing I was going to say about it. <laughs> you should have said before I started. <laughs> mate, I don't care because you've just put it perfectly, mate. My number four is by a certain author. <laughs> <laughs> and his name is Stephen J. Sansweet. And uh, it is the same book. I think I've got a different cover to Chris because yeah, they did me. like yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a bit of a. Um, I think obviously they reprinted it and changed it, but I think I brought mine in about the late nineties, early two thousand, and it, mine's got like a grey cover, and it's I love the cover because it's got like some original Kenner figures at the top, and then it goes into the Power of the Four stuff, and literally the same as what Chris said. The the Bible for my Kenner action figures for this. Yeah, mate. Because I did exactly, mate, what you did, where every single display of my <laughs> original line is in the order that they are in yeah. this book. I sat there with this book going, right, I need that figure. I need that Jesus figure. Christ, I need that problem. figure. Oh, dude. It's just brilliant. Just the yeah. sheer... Because it... it my biggest collections for Star Wars were the original Kenner and then the Power of the Force stuff that came out. This is just <clears> incorporates everything. And the vehicles from the original line that it's got in there, it details every film and every single display stand offer and the various card backs. And, oh, man, it's just... I'm not going to lie, lads. I'm getting aroused just looking at it. I mean, whoa, this whoa, is really... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy, easy. Dude, this, is... this book is it's extraordinary. And yeah. because I've had it, and as as a collector, uh, I, don't, I mean, I just love collecting the original Kenner stuff. And it's just amazing. It just, it just got all... It's just the offers as well that it shows you that you could have the Emperor offers and everything, the Boba Fett ones, the Nienum ones and everything, the, the, the last 17s in here, uh, all the vehicles, all the play sets. Yeah, mate, so, all, the, all the mini rigs. The mini rigs, mate, which... Oh, I've got, oh, mate, look at that Imperial Shuttle, mate. Fuck mate, <laughs> look at that goddamn B-Wing fighter there. Look. It's just the absolute... I mean, 
I've just opened the page up. There's a B-Wing fully displayed in like different positions. The following page is <laughs> oh. the Imperial Shuttle. Ewok what positions rider. are those? Dude, never you mind. They're in my head. That's all I'll say on it. S-Files um, open, so, S-Files close. Yeah, so honestly, that's bizarre because my number four, I mean, it's got like, at the back, it starts getting into some of the power of the force stuff and like some of the cinema scene packs that I've got because I've got like the final yeah, me, Jedi yeah. duel and I've got um, I did have the purchase of the droids, but that final Jedi duel pack it's got all the different pictures of it. It's a phenomenal, just a great book, well presented and full of information. So, exactly like Christopher, this is my number four. Excellent. I've just just realised, though, mate, skimming through it, as much as I love this book, there is one thing missing, mate, from the vehicles page, and it's... Ooh, um, what's not there, mate? The Mouldy Crow. Oh, mate, it's shocking, isn't it? All right, take it what? off my number four. Take it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't want it no more. Absolutely. Oh, that is ejaculated. Shocking. I mean, ejected from the number four spot. Absolute hack, is this guy? Absolute yeah. nothing. Absolutely. Oh. Do you know, and I'm just looking as well, but like the 12 inch dolls and the figures that have got just in here. Brilliant, mate, brilliant. It's just, there's a talking, Grandma talking, an Imperial gunner. Oh my God. It was an FAO Schwartz exclusive. It's just terrible, but just brilliant. Uh, just, now you have to have it. Yeah. That was in 97 that came out. And oh, oh it's just seen. So, yeah, number four, boys. Same as Chris. That action figure archive by Bloody absolute that. legend. Uh, that's that's fucking funny well that upset yeah. the list but that's okay because i'm going next <laughs> my number four and i had a hard thought about this but not so hard um slightly hard uh this is another this is a michael austin stackpole novel i jedi published in 1998 we're talking about the one of the stars of the x-wing series classics of Rogue Squadron, Cornhorn, as he embarks and faces the greatest challenge of his life, trying to come to terms with his Jedi heritage and learning the Force. Get a lot of backstory in his Corellian heritage. This spans the the the, the timelines of the Jedi Academy trilogy, which was my honorable mention. I'll just ignore all the noise that's going around because everyone's fucking off because Jimmy's talking about I'm books. Not. I love it. This book, I Jedi, takes place during the events of the Jedi Academy trilogy that Kevin J. Anderson wrote, Jedi Search, um, another one, and Champions of Force. And uh, <clears throat> it, 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 it like retcons a whole bunch of stuff that happens in uh, those, those three books, which is great um, because it kind of rewrites it a bit, but you get the whole vibe of just Corn Horn really not agreeing with really anything that Luke does or is, or represents, um, or how well he does a good job at, because apparently he's awful. But really fun book, clocks in at, like, I don't know, 500 pages or something like that. Just absolutely amazing. Great standalone. Michael Austin Stackpole. Well done. Yes. Number four. Good author, good Beautiful. book. Good author, good book. Number four, Ed. Yes. My number four. <clears throat> So in the 90s, I would read, you know, 25-plus Star Wars novels, and I'd always finish them, and it would end. I'd be really sad. I'd be like, man, I just want to fucking live in the Star Wars universe, in the yeah. setting. I just want this to go on forever, and it just ended. I'm so sad. 
There was a book that came out, not a novel. Um, it had art in it, Chris. Heard. Oh, I'm interested. And it kind of like helped me feel even more immersed in it when I when you know you end a book and you want to like feel like you're there. And it just gives more pictures to it, give more of um, visual to it. And it's called the Illustrated Star Wars universe yeah i've seen this book here heard authored by kevin j anderson who for me is controversial (laughs) if i like or not we're getting a lot of repeaters here tonight you know edward bossa right pick me next Uh, I this is another Are you book. Me? This is a book I used to own. I don't know where it is now. My family. I went to college and it's gone. I don't know. My, I don't know what my parents did with it. But um, it's it's a book that has art from Ralph McQuarrie and text from Kevin J. Anderson, and it goes through like eight planets, like Tatooine, Coruscant, Dagobah, etc., and then it. It has written stories from certain characters that live on those planets, like their perspective. And you like reading it and then seeing it. Oh, it's, it, it was like during that time, it was what you needed because there's no movies. There's no, you're just like in that, the dark times. So that had a really big impact on me. Like I really loved it. Um, it came out in 1995, I believe, around there. So, yeah, there it is. That's my number four. Cool, man. That's very cool. Uh, Kev, Kev your show number three, mate. Was, <laughs> um, so wrapping up our number four is transitioning to the coveted position of bronze. Bronze. We're approaching bronze level nominations here, folks. Number three, Kev, why don't you go first? Right. Right, lads. What do you think number three is for me, then? Let's have a guess. <laughs> is it really that well, one? No, Anthony Daniels well, bio? Sorry, that's number I'll one. Put it, Spoiler alert. Right, Ed, you've you've put it brilliantly because that <clears throat> book right it's kind of it's not that book for a reason right and but it is related to that because exactly the same as you i had that book and i absolutely loved it because it was just we talk about star wars and the influence and the imagery of it and the reason none of the art of books were in is because this book is in and it's still a ralph mcquarrie book who is, to me, brilliant. It's just, it's art, it's concept art. It's just phenomenal. I've got, I just love it. I just love the images of it. Chris has been with me when I bought loads of posters and pictures there with that, this concept art on. So that book was a massive honourable mention, but there was another book that came out. Um, I think it was probably about five or six years ago. And it's basically a double volume, um, and it's called Star Wars Art, Ralph McQuarrie, and it's like a double volumed concept art book, and it's like two books together, two 400-page illustrated books. It's like a deluxe set of just literally Ralph McQuarrie artwork. Um, I can't. It's that heavy. And I'll hold sort of parts of it up, which you're not going to see. But it's just phenomenal. It's got every single thing that Ralph McQuarrie has ever done. His map yeah, paintings, nice. his artwork. Um, and it's just phenomenal. It's got 
like information of what how he's drawn it and everything. I'm not going to lie to you. It cost me a fair bit of money. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let, let's get that out of the way, lads. Right, let's get that out of the way. It won't cheat, right? It, 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 you know, you get what you pay for in this life. Let me stress that one right now. Um, but it's just phenomenal. So, kind of what you were saying, Ed, with the art, with, with that, and that illustration, that illustrated book was so close. But this one. It's the massive honourable mention tied into this book. Um, so I, I, I want to add, sorry, I just thought of this. I just want to add with that book that I mentioned, the Ralph McQuarrie Art of Coruscant that was in that book. It was like the first images of Coruscant before the prequels. Yeah. And you're like, you've been reading about Coruscant in novels. And it was like, it just made every, it's just one of those things that connected visually for your brain so you could be like oh my god i just want to live yeah. be in that universe i mean i was close to picking like we have had the art of books and those prequel books because doug chang is just what an absolute dude that Lad. guy is Lad. he is and i love that phantom menace one and quite you know some of the concept art in that and some of the original designs like the jar jar designs are hilarious they're just nuts but the ralph Macquarie stuff I just love it. And this double volume has just picked that uh, illustrated universe <clears throat> because of what I paid for it. I'm not going to lie for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, let, did you pay more or less than your Return of the Jedi poster? Oh, it was, it was, it was a lot less than that. And it was, was it on a payment plan? It was not. Oh, Jimmy, it was not. Was it? Was it? More or less than the Mandalorian vinyl box set. It was less. Oh, okay. It was less. Do you want me to just tell you how I bought your paper? <laughs> you know, that'd be easier, wouldn't it? 140 yeah, quid. But... <laughs> 140 quid, there it is. I thought yeah. it would be more. So, yeah, that is my, my number three. So tying into Ed, but it was, oh, Ed, that, that illustrated universe, so close. But, it's good. yeah, it's, it, it's, that double volume of Ralph McQuarrie concept art, and it's my number three. I like that. Okay. All right. Well, you're talking about it, so why don't you go? Ed, number three. Number three goes off of yours, Jimmy. Same thing. Oh. I, Jedi. Everybody oh. knows I love the Force. This kind of just brought you into the Academy life. Yeah. And Stackpole's a great author, as we've discussed. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, Hell yeah. it showed little, some little nuances of Force Jedi life, um, and for what is it? Absorb, dissipate energy. Was that when, it, when that first came out? Yeah, yeah. Because like you see Vader put his hand up and block laser bolts from Han Solo, and you're like, how? Right. He didn't absorb that? it. He like dissipated it or something. Yeah. Like so he reflected like, it, whereas no, the Jedi would absorb. Well, he. They, I think he did do that power and used it. So, like, absorb the space. So, you use the energy you take in and then you use it through the force. Again. Stronger. There's, so, there's he was some, able to pull the blaster out of his There is an efficiency lost there, but yes, in that transition. He was able, that I think he used the power from that and pulled the blaster out of Han's hand. So, like, Koran Horn in this book, who's the, the main character, wasn't great at things in the force. Like, telekinesis for instance moving stuff mm-hmm. i don't think he was that great but he was really good at absorb dissipate energy like if they didn't he absorb I, I read this so long ago didn't he absorb a 
lightsaber-ish? Uh, I, don't know, I, can't I don't remember that, but he did talk. They did write a lot of like breasts and stuff like that in this novel. Like they described the female figure of the female characters <laughs> in distinctive detail, which was a little bit cringe. But, as, you know, as a whatever. teenager, you know, nineteen ninety-eight. But anyway, that, that's why that's why that's number three. Obviously, great author, great force lore. Um, you know, Yavin Four, Jedi Academy, Exarchoon stuff. Fucking mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. That's my number. Okay. Nice. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to go next with number three. So if y'all take a break, go for it now. Cause I'm just going to go on for a while. Um, I'm <clears throat> just kidding. My number three, and this is a book that I brought out before for several episodes of the scruffy looking podcasters in the past, but you guys never knew it was this book. Um, it is Star by Star by Troy Denning. Um, this is a book that takes place in the middle of the New Jedi Order series. Um, this is when Del Rey took over uh, sort of publications of Star Wars books. Bantam was previous, then Del Rey took over after um, Visions of the Future, uh, Spectre of the Past, Visions of the Future book, late 90s, early 2000s. You remember that, Chris, right? You were there. Um, I was damn that shit, mate. Yeah. This is the new Jedi Order? <laughs> this is the about? new Jedi Order. We're introduced to the Yuzan Vong, you know, this outer entity creatures from the galaxy invading and destroying everything. We get Chewbacca that's murdered by a moon. But anyways, this great, particular book. Great stuff, right? Great moment. <laughs> this particular book, Star <laughs> by Star, okay? The reason why I like this book um and the reason why it's in my top five, I think I think it's one of Troy Denning's greatest works, is there are major the major events that happen within this hardback five, almost six hundred page book, right? It's almost this is like five eighty plus. We have Coruscant, right? The capital of the old republic, the Empire, the New Republic, fall from fall into this fearless, relentless enemy. You have Anakin Solo, the youngest son of Han and Leia, dies. And this being like a real catalytic moment where Jason Solo, the eldest son of all well, the twin between Jason and Jaina. Jason, this could be um the cataclysmic event. And his descent to the dark side, becoming Darth Cadus in later books. Um, then we see Jaina Solo, Jaina Solo struggle with her almost succumbing to the dark side, but then eventually triumphing over her inner doubts and becoming the sword of the Jedi. So you have like a lot of major character development points in this book. A lot of major characters that die. And when I say major characters, I say major characters of the expanded universe. Um, just a lot of really God amazing riveting story elements in this book. And just one of my favorites, one of my favorite stories, um, just a lot of bad, crazy things that happened because this occurred, you know, and this, this book was published in 2002. Um, and, uh, you know, nine 11 had happened in the previous year in 20 in 2001. So to see like a lot of the events of like home worlds burning capitals bur- burning, like these terrorist attacks that are reflected in the book here, that kind of resonated with me a lot when I was, uh, reading it initially in 2002, when I got it. Um, but yeah, just a really great book, great story it resonated with me. Um, 
I love the development and the implications that this book has with our beloved expanded universe characters from beyond this into the other books. So there it is. My number three star by star by Troy Denning. Nice. I I never read that one. This, This one was a good one. This is a good one. This is the fall of Coruscant. Borsk I, failure. That it's was a bomb. That was during destroys my... the whole thing around him. You hate him, but you love him in the end. <laughs> What's it? Spoiler. What's on the cover? What's on the cover, Jimmy? Uh, the cover, Luke. I I can't tell you because I lost it off my original book, but uh. I could describe it to you because this is a audio medium. It's this. Uh, all of the Del Rey books took this like wax oil or it's not wax oil painting um vibe to all the cover art we're in the bantam era you saw actual like star fighters and images of all the characters in detail del rey went with the more artistic approach you never really had a definitive outline of what these like characters and faces look like but it was the face of a yuzon von warrior which was basically a skull because they believe in like self-mutilation and tattoos and like cutting themselves and painting all this black like ink all over their bodies because it's like a warrior testament to how much pain they can endure and still fight pretty crazy just, and they're and they're devoid of the force and and luke face in the background and luke's face in the background like a weird little animation He's older yes. looking yeah. hmm. i've just googled it i'm looking at it right now it's uh yeah Interesting. It's another reminder why I've I've never gone near the EU. <laughs> hey man, you know it's just crazy shit. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a, to be that being said. I'm not a big fan of the new cover art, like the Del Rey era stuff. Ugh. Give me something that I can like. I want to put onto a poster, like the X Wing series stuff by Paul Larue. Yeah. Mm. So, Chris, why don't you give us your top three? Round us out. Number three, trifecta. Bronze. The bronze award for Chris. Yeah. Can all. The bronze. Copper. <laughs> this thing weighs a ton. It's an absolute beast. This this like came a- this came out for the thirtieth anniversary in two thousand and seven. Um and it's it's 30 years of treasures from the Lucasfilm archives written by mm. <laughs> Mr. Stephen J. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Star Wars vault and it's absolutely fantastic. It's huge. It comes in this big oh, slipcase. Wow. Huge book. It's just absolutely full of like the most awesome awesome stuff it's got loads of stuff that like you can pull out and it's got like original call sheet for like a new hope and reproductions of the the like the glossy magazines that they sent into the into the cinema uh when it first came out it's got like a t-shirt transfer in it and everything um you might want to edit this out but look at that how cool is that Darth Vader's helmet is blue. Is that like a t-shirt? Trend? That's a t-shirt one. Yeah. He said, yeah. Oh, fucking well, that's you can iron onto a t-shirt if you iron want. Iron it on. Yeah. Imagine that, ironing it on Holy your own t-shirt. Holy shit. Now you keep that in the biro. I mean, the, in the plastic. Yeah. Save the biro for the books, right, Kev? 
that's the way, dude. But yeah, it's brilliant. I just I've I've poured over this. It's just full and full of all sorts. It's got toy stuff in it, film stuff in it, like parts of the script. It's just just full of really, really it's even got a cell like a a reproduction of a cell animation cell from droids in it like <laughs> yeah it's fucking mental i um i saw this book at um the now defunct memorabilia convention in birmingham remember memorabilia kev they loved it mate what an absolutely brilliant. show wasn't it yeah um and i forget how much it was but i couldn't afford it um, when I saw it, and I went home ranting and raving about this book to Michelle, thinking that she just ignored me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, it was under the tree a few months later on, oh, Christmas, on Christmas morning. What a lass. And, uh, what a lass. Absolutely. She's a keeper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh. The Star Wars Vault by Stephen J. Sansui. It's fantastic it's just full and loads and loads of awesome awesome cool stuff there you go nice all right all right there we go we're jumping on the number two now silver spot silver coin susan b anthony get your zinc pennies out folks we're going with the mighty silver and the random number generator comes up with me okay all right so we're gonna be here for another 30 minutes folks talking about this book <laughs> so my number two number two number two in the blue in the silver the silver white drew Carpishan's path of destruction the first in the darth bane trilogy that is my favorite second favorite second whoa whoa whoa, whoa second favorite whoa. book i'm a huge fan there, oh, there goes that i'm a huge fan of origin stories batman begins Great origin story. I love reading and knowing about the history and the lore of characters. Like when uh, Game of Thrones, every season was released, they were released like the history and lore after every season. So you read about the houses and battles and so on and so forth. I love reading about that stuff. I love history, societies, empires, the life side, the dark side. So seeing Darth Bane, his character influence from the Knights of the Old Republic, you see Revan, Establishing the rule of two, giving so much Sith lore that is always hidden in mystery. I love how it deep dives into the Sith and its fundamental knowledge. I I have reread this book many times, and every single time I reread it, I don't. This is one of the books that I don't skip chapters. A lot of books you kind of skip chapters, like ah, I just want to read about this character, and here we are, and here we go. This one I read it cover to cover. The Sith Academy, their battle with the Jedi, the, the the lore, man. It's all about the lore. It's all about the history. So that is my number two, Darth Bane, Path of Destruction. Oh, Jimmy, what, there what, was an honorable mention for me, that mate. Love I know, it. I know. Yeah. You know, everyone to each their own, man. For me, like I said, I like the history. I like the lore. You guys, you like the things that you keep in plastic that you never play with. That's just the difference. That's all it yeah. is. For an investment. So for the for the uninitiated fake fans like me, Jimmy, give me the give me the thirty second lowdown on who this Darth Bane is. So you know how there is Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader, right? There's Emperor Palpatine and Darth um <clears throat> His Master? 
Plagueis. Plagueis? No. His, oh, my Darth God. Darth Maul. Maul. Yes, thank oh. you. Darth Maul. <laughs> so you Uninitiated. Know how you know how there's the emperor, the emperor and Darth Maul. And there's the emperor and Darth Vader. There's the Sith. There's a rule of two. If if you know, there's a master. There's always an apprentice, and that's it. Because the Sith just inherently devour themselves. <laughs> Do they? That is the source. That's where this book, like, kind of um, climaxes at. Know what I'm saying? Okay. This book develops the rule of two. This guy, Darth Bane, like sees all this Sith run around, thousands of Sith, and yeah, they're, they're like all like competing against each other. Yeah, they're like, like an army, thousands of Sith versus thousands of light Jedi. You know what I mean? Imagine something very like medieval Game of Thrones esque kind of combat. He comes in and is like, no, no, motherfuckers, I'm going to kill all of you, which he does, spoiler alert. And he establishes the rule of two which is what carries through for whatever next millennia until we see Palpatine and the Phantom Menace. I mean, they're, they're like destined to fail because there's so much <clears throat> in, infighting and competition <laughs> they are. in the Sith. So it's like, well, let's just have two. Yeah. Exactly. If you just have two, one to have power and one to covet it. And the apprentice becomes the master when the apprentice can finally slay the master. In his sleep. Exactly, yeah. or, or whatever. And the master, then the master needs to have another apprentice because, like, man, I need some motherfucker here to carry on all the shit that I just inherited. There's a lot of baggage here. You know? mm. The rule of two, we get that, Kev, don't we? One yes, to mate. display, one to display, and one to open. That's exactly my rule of two, mate. <laughs> mate there's there's that's the title. Been my rule of two. That's absolute title right there. <laughs> Oh, perfect, mate. Uh, so yeah, that is that is my number two. Ed, why don't you tell us your number oh, two? Silver me spot. next. Nice. All right. Nice. Um, I mentioned before about the sappiness stuff that I liked as a teenager. The um, the love stories. Um, this has to do with my number two and an honorable mention. So my Ooh. number two is Shadows of the Empire. Obviously, it comes with the soundtrack that we heard Ooh, earlier. So I listened hurt. to that shit while I read that book or other books as well from from since it came out because it's such a good background Star Wars music just to have as you read. Anyway, Shadows of the Empire, I loved. I think because it hit me like, you know, you love Leia. Everybody loves Leia when they're kids, you know, like, uh, and she's destined to be with Han, but then she's like, this story tells about how she's like, maybe might go somewhere else. And you're like, oh, shit. But she's or <laughs> with his hormones and my hormones. <laughs> what am I getting at? I don't know. Anyway, it was a really good read. And um, another book that hit me, and you guys, if you've read it, probably don't even like this book. But Courtship of Princess Leia also hit me that way, where the Hapen, oh. the Hapen Prince whatever uh-huh. trying uh-huh. trying to get Leia Isildur Isildur whatever yeah Isildur whatever he was trying to get Leia from Han and even offered him a whole fucking battle cruiser for her a whole ship you can have your own starship beautiful spot wow along. and Han was like nope and he just steals Leia <laughs> goes to I, goes to Dathomir yeah this this is almost in my top five I, I, I almost should have it in my top five Courtship Princess Leia anyway Takes her to Dathomir. This is the first time in in any literature or anything that you see the uh, the witches. The Dathomir witches. Do you know they touched Han's nuts with their staff? You remember that scene where they like tapped his nuts? 
Dude, they, they tortured. Didn't they break oh. bones, too? Like, well, yeah, they, read in the basically, it was a society of the Dathomir witches held all of the men as slaves, right? Yeah. And so when Han and Leia show up, Leia is Han's master, right? And so when one of the scenes written in the it. book, like, they, like, tapped Han's nuts with, like, the staff or some shit. I'm like, oh, wow, okay, here we go, <laughs> Bantam, 1997. This is exciting. I can't remember who they were torturing and breaking, like, every bone in his body. Was it Han's? It wasn't Han, it was Han, who was some other. Which, which book's this? Courtship the of cor- Princess Leia. They're using the, the force. One that, the one that's not in your top five. Yeah, but it maybe should be. <laughs> I, I got, like, you know, like, I, I like Shadows of the Empire a lot because it, you know, the soundtrack. <laughs> because of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really, so I, I think, I almost, I almost think Courtship of Princess Leia should be my number two. Anyway, it's there. <laughs> Maybe. It's not a tie for five. It's just straight up tie for two or it's yeah. not on the list. Yes, yeah, it's tie for two. Shadow of the Empire, Crush of Prince of Leia. They go together. It was like the same time in my life. I was reading them both. Whatever. Sure. <laughs> Those two so, are, just, are it. For, for people that might not know, me, semi kinds of know, just explain what Shadows of the Empire was when it, when it came out. Because it's not just a book, was it? It was like a multimedia project. It was a book. It was a graphic novel. It was a N64 game on Nintendo 64. Uh, I mean, goddamn, they had Joe McNeely with the Royal Scottish Orchestra and chorus record an album. <laughs> a good that album. was copied off of job- John Williams, basically. Ooh. I mean, not copied, but he emulated a lot of John Williams' themes. Very his, well. You know, style of music very well. Exactly. Mm. Very well for all of this stuff. Because even bought uh, a toy line out as well, didn't they? They have. They, I, I showed the micro machines a couple weeks ago mm. on, the, on my uh, on my Twitter page. This Prince Caesar there. He's like this. He's a dark. He's like this green faline. That's a species which they emit this like odor that intoxicates <laughs> yeah. women. Hormones. Basically, yeah, hormones that like you know takes their clothes off. Basically, anyways. It's a bit, bit rapey, isn't it? Yeah. It yeah. Is. Again, <laughs> the seduction of Princess Leia theme was the Brit rapey in that book. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I was. Feeling, I remember. What, I, me- I remember. I remember walking into Toys R Us and seeing Chewie with a flat top and fucking some eye goggle on and being like, "What the mm-hmm. fuck is this shit?" Thankfully, nothing bad happened because Chewie intervened in the Leia Prince Sheezer scene. Thank uh. Prince Sheezer the- scene. Excuse me. Thank you, Chewbacca. Got him crash into this, him for it, but whatever. Prince Sheezer is canon, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. Prince Caesar's kin. He was in the Clone Wars cartoon. He's the, the like green dude with the ponytail going up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> with the uh, ball on that last that last arc. The Black Sun um, Dash Rendar. Dash Rendar is not canon. However, his ship is the YT twenty four hundred Corellian transport. I think. Um, what episode was it? it? Was those kids that had this weird looking? I can find in the Clone machine, Wars, but it take too long. No, it was the oh. Rebels. Oh, Rebels! They yeah, had Rebels. that little Corellian ship that was Dash Rendar's ship, the Outrider, but they just used it for something else. Dash Rendar is technically not canon. Yeah, neither is his waffle vest or whatever it is. Quilted or, shoulder um, pads, mate. Yeah. Quilted shoulder pads. Beautiful. Yeah, that's what it is. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> It's like William Wallace. Oh. All right, so those are our number two. Ed, Chris, give us your number two. What do you got for number two? Number two. Right, this this nearly was so close to being in the top spot. Um, so it's from a series of books that Kev 
mentioned in his honourable mentions um, that came out in an, around 2012. Um, so I've got the full set, but this one stands out head and shoulders above the rest for me as it helped, uh, how can I put it, reignite a passion uh, in me that had been asleep for many years. And that passion was illustration. And this is simply called Star Wars. Oh, yes, mate. Illustration. And the artwork in this book is just just phenomenal. I got this book just at the right time when just looking through it was it was during that like pre pre Force Awakens hype when I was just like my fandom had been reignited and I was so excited. And I remember buying this book because I was just wanting content and there was nothing coming just yet. And I was, I was just poured over this book. It's just so inspiring, like with its world building and its, its rich textures. Um, I bought it at exactly the right time that I needed it. And nice. it, lit a, it lit a fire in my gut that like made me pick up my pens again and just do that thing that I used to do. I used to love doing as a kid, which I'll talk about more in a minute, but <laughs> yeah. It, we'll talk about it's, later. It's quite, it's quite emotional because this book and my number one book go hand in hand with like one of my biggest passions in life, which is drawing and yeah, it's awesome, man. I love it. You know, yeah. fucking brilliant. Star Wars illustration. The whole series is amazing. There is um, Star Wars posters, comics, visions, concepts, and illustration. But this one is fucking beautiful. Highly recommended. I bet there's some EU shit in here, because there is stuff in here that I just look at, and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> Who the fuck's that? Yeah, yeah. It, it looks at it and goes, that must be fucking EU shit. I don't know yeah. what that is. What the hell like, is that? Like this, mate. What's this? Luke in battle armor. What's that from? What is that? Oh, like, nice. Badass. That's, that's some EU shit, isn't it? Probably. But I yeah, it's, it's fucking brilliant, mate. I love Star Wars. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> just want it, <laughs> just want it like, it's this, pretty good, yeah. This, the fine. imagery in this book is like, I just want it. this world shit that we live in. It's wank, isn't it? I just want to go and live here. Yeah, yeah. that's what I keep just saying. Wanna, yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I just, just, just want to go here. It Let's just all looks, go. It's amazing. We'll just live. Dude, I'll join the rebellion. Yeah. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go right Let's now. Let's go. go live in that hotel that Disney's opening. Spend all our oh, life savings. Dad, what, a, what an idea, mate. <laughs> No, just live one of those Disney cruise ships that they'll turn into Star Wars and float in the ocean forever. Mm. Star Beautiful. X-Wings and TIE Beautiful. Fighters, man. It's all about X-Wings and TIE Fighters. Beautiful. Mate, yeah. mate I knew you'd have that in one of them. In there, <laughs> yeah. mate, we've talked about that series, haven't we? Those four little books that come out. I love that posters one. The posters one is... It's- and that's oh. a very close second. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you for that look, for that mate. one, for you, mate, yeah. it's just perfect, isn't it? That illustration yeah. one, mate, and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, um, well, Kev, why don't you round us off with your number two? Well, lads, deuce, right. deuce and a half. it's time to get. Do you know what? I've just been listening to you three's number two picks. And you, you three, just, number two? you've just been so eloquent and so <laughs> lovely and precise. And I'm about to absolutely ruin it with one, <laughs> with one of the 
stupidest books oh, ever. Oh, God, uh, uh, a book to me that I can't C-3PO. remember in, in my life. No, no, no. <laughs> Anthony Daniels. <laughs> Anthony Daniels. God bless. <laughs> I can't remember this book. Not. I can't remember not having it in my life because I think my parents bought it for me. Like when Star Wars was a, in sort of the late 70s. And I remember like my mum and dad very vaguely like showing it me and reading from it. And it's definitely a 1970s book. And it's called The Star Wars Pop-Up Book. It's, called the, it's uh, basically illustrated by Wayne Douglas Barlow. And funnily enough, C-3PO and R2-D2 are on the front. <laughs> and this book has been with, I just can't remember never not having it. And it's still the same book. And you open it up and it opens up with like the Star Destroyer, basically Popping chasing a Tantive A4. And it tells the story of A New Hope as you go along. So you open that first page up and it's like far away in outer space, an Imperial cruiser chases a rebel ship. <laughs> and I remember, I can just remember like my mom reading it to me. And then the next page you kind of open up and it's like, it's got the escape pod. So you pull like the lever down and the escape pod, like, <laughs> oh, oh my God, that's <laughs> brilliant. It's like pops up. Oh, the my next daughter page, would ruin that in two seconds. So, yeah, and it says, like, R2-D2 and C-3PO escape in a life pod. And then the next page, C-3PO and R2-D2 land on the planet Tatooine. And it's got a little lever where you can pull R2-D2 along. That's fantastic. You, like, just go, woohoo. And then it sort of just goes along with certain scenes. So the next one is the sand crawler, which completely opens up. It's like a double page. Oh, that's cool. It's pops up. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, And then it's got like R2-D2 at the side going into the um, sand crawler. Sand crawler so yeah. you're like, put there. But then it just goes on to Tatooine and it says like, Luke Skywalker races his land speed across the Tatooine desert. So you can like, pull the, sand spe- uh, the land speeder across. But the next page, which is fierce sand people riding panthers, it's got like a little pulley on it. So you can pull, <laughs> like, it's like clear. And then... <laughs> It's ridiculous. And then um, there's a couple of other scenes like 3CPO defense, but my absolute favorite one is Luke rescues Princess Leia. And there's a draw, there's a string that comes off the top, (laughs) and it's Luke and Leia swinging. Oh, across the the crevice there? Yeah. Across. From thing to thing. And then there's the Obi Wan, which, if you, there's like a picture of Obi Wan, which absolutely looks nothing like him. And it's like a flip. It's like a flip one of him alive, and then and then dead, and then crumpled. <laughs> <laughs> just a pile of robes. Just like a pile of robes at the oh, side. It's abs- fantastic. It's absolutely bonkers. Screw then, watching the movie. Just read that. Yeah. yeah well, that's it. Because obviously, <laughs> I didn't have the movie at the time, and this was. We'll get to my number one in a bit. And then the final Ooh. scene is like the X-Wing of like the pop-up there. There's one oh. in the middle, which is like Ralph an X-Wing, which, is, which has broken. So it's got like, and it says like an X-Wing fighter high over the enemy battle station, the Death Star. But it's split. It's kind of split off. So mm. you can 
open it. But it's, you know, like, it's, it was just like what my parents read to me as a kid. And I cannot remember not having this book. You know what I mean? I've always had this yeah. book yeah. with me. So your parents um, read you books when you are in your 30s? So, yeah. <laughs> hey, Ed, I'm trying to follow how old. <laughs> In 1978, when I was 14, <laughs> right, my mum read this. <laughs> She's like, son, you're getting a bit old for this now. I'm like, read it again, mum. Just one more time. For fuck's sake. <laughs> She's like, it's about time you got a job. Go get, a, get a paper round now, mum. Just read that pop-up book to me one more time, will you? <laughs> so I know it's uh, not quite as cool as your three, and it's not really a cool book, but this book is just That's I cool. What are you talking about? That's, that's awesome, dude. I absolutely love it. So... My I do too now. I, yeah. I love it too, mate, after you just yeah. read it to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the just, simple... Just show, just show us that one page that you didn't show us. Wh- which one? The one that you didn't show. You showed us the whole book, except for one. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> do you want to read that one, look? With the Millennium Falcon going towards the Death Star. Look at that. <laughs> it just moves a little bit. Yeah, there it is. It's sliding there back it and is. forth. There we go. There we go. Oh, that, oh God. It's such a corny book. But I love it to bits, mate. Honestly. <laughs> Brilliant. It's unbelievable. So my number two is the pop-up book of Star Wars from the 70s. There you go. Hell yeah. I love it. I love that, man. So, yeah. There you go. Well, that brings to a conclusion our number two slot for top five books. We're going to number one now. This is very important for us to really sit back and refresh your drinks at this point because here we go. Ed, I'm looking at you, man. Yeah. What is your number one? Uh, mine's short and sweet, but it carries a lot of weight. It's Heard. what got me into Star Wars, man. Oh, yeah. Scene. I, I watched <laughs> the movies and I was like, they're pretty good. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, th- this is what really made me deep dive was reading heir to the empire and then the, oh. and then the rest of the trilogy so i have to say this book <laughs> and jimmy's wearing the t-shirt he's got a Before t-shirt he's getting undressed it. is that excited it's <laughs> <laughs> taking his clothes off there <laughs> i might be i might be not but i am just kidding my number one is this i don't even remember buying it it's this omnibus x-wing rogue squadron star wars oh you piece <laughs> of shit that's mine <laughs> I haven't even read it yet, but it's my favorite. No. Um, that, no, Air of the Empire. She got it for free. <laughs> yeah, sorry, got it for free. Son of a bitch. Uh, Air of the Empire. It started everything. It's where I was like, wow, I really want to learn more about where Luke and Leia and Han and all them, what they end up doing after the movies and what ends up happening. And Thrawn was such a good enemy, you know, and so smart. And I was really drawn into it and the the Kaboth. that's how i pronounced it when i read it joris Kaboth. i don't know how it's actually pronounced okay some are right some are wrong come on <laughs> the crazy clone jedi who was like i want to teach those skywalker twins you know like outbound flight thing. man outbound flight you see more of a uh, Kaboth or sabath or whatever the hell they the i real never one, really right? got a the real one yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but it it the the way the book set up all the different, you know, tan, tangents that come together in the end, it's just great. It's love it. Love it. That's it. Number one. Short and sweet. All right. Heard and smell. Chris, what do you got? Number one. Boom. Well, 
just before I do it, mate, I just want to say, I don't know if you're both aware, but 30 years ago, today, May 1st, 1991, Timothy Zahn's Heir to the Empire is published. Oh, <gasps> shit! It's like like poetry, it rhymes. It's like poetry! Absolutely. I was going to fucking mention that, but thank you for saying it. Sorry, sorry. Um, (laughs) Our boy Rick Villanueva posted that on uh, Twitter earlier, and I screen grabbed it. I was like, bang, someone's going to mention that book tonight. And I just. Oh, you're fucking right, you are, man. Yeah. There's no better day than today to mention this. (sighs) Right, cool. So, my number one. So I'm doing an honourable mention first because these these two books kind of go hand in hand for me as a kid. Um, I was I was going to do a Kev and cheat and have a joint number one, but I'm I'm not a lanky prick. So <laughs> yeah, come on, mate, come on, come I'm, to my world. Come to I'm my not world. going to. So I'm just oh, going to. I've just. It's an honourable mention. It's the Return of the Jedi annual from 1983. Yes, I adored. Mate adored this book as a kid it's basically a comic book adaptation of the movies um pre vhs tapes i'd just pour over this uh, the art the artwork's friggin mental like proper mental it's a proper and movie the, for it yes yeah yes like some of these images are like just dead vivid in my head there's a bit where when luke ignites the green and he flips oh. he does the back he does the back flip and mm-hmm. it it's got like multiple lightsabers <laughs> to show the motion of him moving, like in a, obviously on a static page. But as a kid, I just couldn't get my head around that concept. And I was like, why has he got like 10 lightsabers? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just couldn't understand it at all. But yeah, this, this book is fucking brilliant. Look, listen to this. This is when Rancor dies. It says, Shattering the control panel and bringing down the massive gate, thundering down onto the great beast's head, the rancor dies. Oh, I was like, yeah, nice. and it's got his. I loved it when I was Beautiful. a kid because rancor's got his tongue hanging out. Like, yeah, and you're like, I want that yes. toy. Yes, but <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> and I have that toy. So, when we did our top five collectibles, we. We said that we weren't including any books because we wanted to do this list. Now, if we were, then this would have been in my top five. So this is my number one Star Wars book of all time. And it goes hand in hand with that one, really, because I had these books at the same time when I was a kid. And it is the published by Scholastic. It's The Return of the Jedi (laughs) storybook. Based there it on is. the film. There it is. I, um, like I had that as a kid, too. <clears throat> man, this, I recognize that cover. This book is just so... It's just so important to me. It's as important to me as that VHS of Return of the Jedi that I had at my number one spot. Was, was there a hardcover of that? I know, um, I know yours is not. I, d- so. I don't, I don't think so. No. I'm trying to remember. Like for many years, like before the VHS came into my life, this this was it. This is all I had. This book and my Kenner action figures, um, and along with those figures, this book just it helped me access that magical place that I've just that was fucking galaxy far far away. Like, yeah, and I've man. just been in love with it 
as as long as I can remember. And this book is a big, a big, big part of it because we just get like I think we talked about it in the past, Kev, haven't we? Like I never saw Star Wars in its original run because I'm not an old bastard like Kev, which <laughs> means I, also means I'm a fake fan. Cause yeah, mate, yeah, it. that's exactly it. Um, but we'd get it, we'd get it at Christmas, wouldn't we? Like we'd get one of the yeah. movies like every year, and that was it. Like, and in between that, I'd got my Kenner action figures and this, this book. I get quite emotional just looking, just looking at it because I poured and poured and poured over this, and I would draw like every single image from it, and just the photos and the stills from the movie are just magical. The one in particular is that. It's fucking, it's the Millennium Falcon and the X-Wings escaping from the Death Star 2. And it's just such an amazing, like when I was a kid, I would just stare and stare at this picture. Um, it's very sad that this is not, I've recently rebought this um, in the lead up to this list, like thinking about it, because somewhere along the years, my childhood copy um, has just got lost, which is, is really sad because it had a, I drew Luke Skywalker and Vader on the inside cover, like like, and the lightsaber, yes. lightsaber jaw. Um, but yeah, man, before I could access anything like Star Wars in the palm of my hand, which you can do nowadays on your phone, and before all you glorious space friends, like, and everyone around the world yeah. that I'm friends with on Twitter came into my life. This was like my only Star Wars info and my only Star Wars friend. I know it sounds really sad, but it was. And yeah, I it's quite quite emotional <laughs> thinking about it. And yeah, man, yeah, man. that's yes. my number one. <clears throat> Brilliant, good. Right. I love it. I did. I, I was gonna say I did have a hardcover version of the storybook. So. Sweet. I don't know if it's it may as well come to me now, Jimmy. I, I, yeah, it's just you, you and fucking me. So all right, go for it. Well, you know when you're making a list and you think to yourself... Checking it twice. I wonder, I wonder if I'll have the same picks as other people. You know what I mean? Because I knew that the Jimmy and Ed would probably... That Jimmy and Ed would have a lot of novels in there and a lot of, you know, EU stuff or whatever it might be. But something bizarre has happened tonight. Something really strange has happened. And I'm just going to go right into this because my, honestly, my number one choice is exactly what Christopher Hall <laughs> has just picked. And what? I do not. Wow. He's holding, he's holding it in his hands, folks. It's by Return of the Jedi <clears throat> storybook based on the film. It's a bit battered. It's a bit beaten up. And, <clears throat> excuse me, um, this book's mental because um, this, I've, I mentioned before that one of my favorite books was because I, after Return of the Jedi came out, there was that lull, we spoke about it in the collectibles, of not getting anything Star Wars and not being able to see it and not being able to look at things and not being able to, you know, it's now easy, isn't it? You can just stream it, you can visualize it or anything. Mm -hmm. yep. This book, I'm going to be honest, it was, it was bought to me by my grandparents. I remember it was a Christmas present. Um, <clears throat> and they're no longer with us, my grandparents. They, they obviously 
But they bought me loads of Star Wars stuff as a kid. They brought me. They were the ones that brought me my eighty eighty, my original stuff. They know. I used to watch Star Wars with them, and I don't think my granddad was a big fan of Star Wars, rather bizarrely. <laughs> um, and I remember I went to see I went to see The Empire Strikes Back with him, and uh, at the cinema, um, it must have been on like a re-release about eighty-one or something like that. And he was like, "It just looked bored," and I was in my absolute element. But they know I loved it, and my grandparents. I used to stay with them every Friday night. I used to stay, me and my sister would stay with my grandparents on a Friday. We'd have like a, a sleepover. And my grandparents brought me this book, uh, this Return of the Jedi story book. I did have the Empire Strikes Back one, but I can't remember how I, that one was bought. And I just remember just this book, like like Chris said, and he put it brilliantly, like the, just the pictures, the photographs. the And reading it as well, it was weird, like reading it when I read it. They were like... Mm. You know where the dialogue's different and they yeah, talk yeah, different. Yeah. And there was like little extra scenes in it. Like, you know, like the famous when Luke rescues Han and there's that little sandstorm yeah. scene in it when they're talking. Yeah. And it's in this book. And I remember thinking, you know, when I read it at the time, I was like, that's not in the film. Mm. Where's that? You know, and you know, it, it, it talked. It's like, and the photos, there was, it's like a really cool picture of luke in his jedi robes just with his arms just like me it's it's just but my favorite one the always one i loved was like the lightsaber duel because from return of the jedi that lightsaber duel and the pictures were like there's like two pictures together but like one of them was like the the blades kind of crossing and it was just like what is going on and it obviously has the story of, of, of return of the jedi and like it's like kill him, the Emperor cried. Take your father's place at my side. It's just like <laughs> hey, this, this book, and then like you turn the page, and there's the bit with the Emperor's lightning on it, and it's just like this looking proper fucking evil on it, and you know Chewbacca dancing with an Ewok just at the end, and then there's a double spread of the Star Destroyer heading to the incomplete Death Star. So <clears throat> this book is it, it, it was just like my my Star Wars when Return of the Jedi finished because it was, you know, before Chris was right, you'd wait for Christmas and wait for the films to come on and try and record it and you'd stand there with you, I'd sit there with my video pausing the adverts because the film had, would have adverts <laughs> in it. Um, but I don't know why this one sticks out with me, probably because I was a little older at the time, more than the Empire one because the Empire Strikes Back one that I had was a hardback one. It was like, um, but the Jedi one, I think at the time because... I've told you, it was my first... I remember going to see Return of the Jedi at the cinema with my parents, and it'd be the first time we went into Nottingham and watching it. And just the day out as a nine-year-old kid mm. was amazing. And then literally, I think the Christmas was like when my grandparents bought me this book. Um, and actually, you know, I live in their house now because I bought their house when they died. <laughs> uh, so uh, it, it's even weirder, isn't it? I'll, you know, fate tells you that low so, on a, look, my number one is identical to that lad over there because my number one Brilliant. is this absolutely <laughs> glorious <laughs> Return awesome. of the Jedi storybook. That's awesome. Two peas it. in a pod. Two peas in a pod. Speaking of a pod Racer. and two peas in it, I'm going to end this out with my number one with the predictable because I'm wearing the shirt. <laughs> yeah! Oh, my 
my god! Really? And, oh, this is absolutely off its and, head. And predictable, and predictable, because Chris oh, mentioned is... it. May 1st, today, is the 30th anniversary when Bantam published Heir to the Empire. 30 years today, Heir to the Empire. I'm not going to rehash what Ed said, because Ed said all the right things about this amazing book that just introduces wonderful blueberry into our lives. But it's not just about Thrawn, right? It's not just about Thrawn, even though that's all I really give a shit about. This is about... <laughs> we get we get Mara Jade, Luke Skywalker's future wife. We get Talon Card, smuggler and all an overall like knower of things, a princess of George Cardas that we see more developed in Spectre of the Past, Vision of the Future, the Outbound Flight, which also, you know, honorable mention. A lot of great characters in here, a lot of amazing political dynamics of the New Republic. We see General Reiking in here. We see yes. the awesome tactics of Grand Admiral Thrawn. We see the Nogri. We see the more genocidal side of Darth Vader. That was seen, you know, got, got pretty dark there for a bit. And just an amazing book. I don't need to say more about it. Happy 30th anniversary. Happy 30th birthday. Yeah. Heir to the Empire. Chis Brosnan. Can't <laughs> wait to see him <laughs> cast live action against, you know Pedro, against Pedro Pascal and Rosario Dawson. Why did they announce that today? Today, Would that have been like the perfect been perfect. way to celebrate oh, the I anniversary? Know. I, know. I, know. I know. I know. I know. But you know, it is what it is. But yeah, there is my number one. Heir to the Empire. Boom. Guys, after all that, wow. there's a Holy. real overlap between the USA and the UK. Right? Yeah, yeah, what's going on there? <laughs> it's like, like a divide. It's, it's like a, a conspiracy. It's like the Atlantic Ocean. Not I didn't I didn't off. talk to Jimmy about it, so nope. No, I didn't talk to no, nobody no. about nothing. I didn't even know what this top five was until about two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> But That's hey, why you, you know what? Last week, Jimmy, wasn't it? That's why you panicked last week and cancelled it. I did, I did. Oh, no, I, I cancelled it? I mean, I did inherently did cancel it because my internet went out. But, you know, it is what it is. And here we are at the end of our top five. We've got Bad Bash coming up next week. Yeah. we got May the 4th coming up. Hopefully we can get some awesome, fun, exciting news, hopefully, on this Tuesday. I can't wait to talk to you about food next week. So, folks, thank you for joining us in episode 160. 40 away from the big two-aught, double-aught. You can find us Scruffy Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Send us an email, scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. That's a wrap. Yeah, May 4th. We're all excited for it. Clowns. 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 Helmet. Clowns. <laughs> Clone power, baby. Go. See ya. Awesome. That was a lot of fun, guys. I'll see you next week. <laughs> Wash your dubs. <laughs> this party's over.